celebrating St. Patty's Day. Welcome to the Cleveland Moto Podcast and light them up. Yeah. I was going to say, mine only does this noise. Right. <laughs> Who brought the Irish whiskey? Hey, no, that was exactly it. They brought the, the Colorado whiskey. Now, what did you bring? I just brought a cooler full of leftovers from I Sunday. Saw you with, but, oh, you were just drinking the Stranahan's too. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, so I was going to say, we managed to do it. It's one of the very few times I'm wearing a, a sprinkling of green, just a bare, the barest of greens. A smattering. I'm wearing, a smattering. My, I'm wearing my German green t-shirt. You are literally that I, it, I got this at an Irish bar in Bamberg. <laughs> in Bamberg. <laughs> That's hilarious. So in case you didn't pick up, uh, the reason that we're not outside, the reason you don't have the dulcet ambient tones of West Park or Cam's Corners Cleveland r- running through your ear holes right now is because, one, it's pretty fucking cold out there. That 58 degrees or whatever they were talking about. Never made it. Never made it. It's 41 right now. It's 41, yeah. So it's a little too chilly to be outside, even with a big-ass fire going. So And the that, wind, too, picked up. The wind's picking up, but mostly, mostly... We have an extraordinarily front of ass, an extraordinarily strong front of assholes, drifting in from the west. Yeah, and so for people who've never been to our shop before, we are in the literal armpit of Irish Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> if there were to be an Irish hate crime committed, it would have to be within three blocks of this shop, right? There's no mistaking it. We are. We should be called the Pride of Cleveland, like. <laughs> <laughs> we are so legit dug in. We've got three Irish bars to our immediate right. And they import the bartenders from Ireland. They do. <laughs> we have no shit four or five Irish bars to our left. And we have the main center for Irish dancing and pipey, kilty bands. That's all not eight blocks from where we're sitting right now. We are... Somebody's phone's bringing... Um, we're... we're we are ground zero for a fucking drunk leprechaun sighting. <laughs> and while I was outside today conducting business as one does on a Wednesday, I got every kind of fucking tip of the hat, right? I mean, these dudes were lubricated at noon. <laughs> I had to wade through limos coming into the shop this morning for kegs and eggs. These bars that are supposedly lightly open, I saw the bar down here, the 32. Yeah. So the 32, um, you know, they're fucking, oh, you know, oh, we're only 35 deep. No, that's it, 35 deep. That's what we got. Food specials, we're only 35 deep. 35 deep outside the fucking place. Right. There's 35 people outside smoking. There's got to be nobody inside at all doing business. But it is. It's St. Patty's Day. And if you're going to take the parade away, what you're going to do is you're going to force all the drunks indoors. Right. So that's what happened. Well, the parade did happen, though, right? Oh, it did not happen. This no, year? it didn't no, happen. There's no parade. It was canceled. Oh, I two years in a row. Two years. Okay. Only time in 193,000 years that Cleveland hasn't had a St. Patty's Day parade. Second biggest parade in America behind Chicago. goddammit. it. The the best yeah. part about the St. Patty's Day parade though in Cleveland, yeah, is that one year it's 70. Yes. One year it's 12. snowing. Yeah. 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 Do you remember a couple <laughs> years like, ago it was like a blizzard? Like oh yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And, I remember, and I take my kids every year. Yep. And. They, like when they were little, they'd sit on my shoulders, and and you know we'd be in the sun one year, would be, yep. and so the the best thing I remember from it was uh, one of the county commissioners was marching along, you know, like how they all like all the politicians are in this parade. If you haven't been in a St. Patty's Day parade, it's a bunch of old white men walking. 
Yeah. <laughs> but they had horse. They have horses, too. All the horses. So, and my kids loved it when the horses shit in the street. Of course. So, <laughs> so they're supposed to be at the end of the parade. Yeah, but they were somewhere in the middle, and so there were all these piles of horse poop in, okay. the, in the street. So my kids and their friends started, and they, they were like maybe twelve years old, you yeah. know, whatever, and they're chanting, "Step, step, step in the poop," you know, because because the cadence, <laughs> like all the bands, have the same cadence yeah. and the the marching drums. Oh, so they're saying it the whole time. And so one of the county commissioners is like waving and smiling, and she steps like full on right into the horse poop, and my kids just go nuts like that. Everybody, the whole audience is like, I mean, on the parade ride, just starts screaming in delight because this lady, this lady stepped right in the horse crap. I'm, uh, we did it for many, many years. We would have the scooter club. We would book it, and you have to book it like nine months in advance. So we'd book it and get permitted and everything else to do the parade. And there's always some sort of a lie you have to tell because you go past the reviewing stand, and at the reviewing stand, they say things about your group. But meanwhile, when you're asking permission to be in the parade, they want to know why they should let you in. And so we would always say, an eclectic group of vintage European (laughs) motor scooters, right? And, And stuff like that. But then the day of the event, I mean, it is March 17th for fuck's sake. If anybody that showed up, we would take them. Right. So, and there was this thing where they would, for a few years, where they put us directly behind Dykes on Bikes. So Dykes on Bikes is our local uh, lesbian, and let's just call them what they are. They're the the Hogettes. I mean, these are the this is the lesbian chapter of the Harley Owners Group. And so it's just ladies riding cruisers is all it is. And they're they're legit Dykes on Bikes. I mean, that's their thing. At a parade speed. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, you know, they're going two, right? Or one. And they're literally just idling for the course of the parade. And, you know, Cleveland's got a really long parade route. It's usually a couple of miles, right? And they're turning their oil into coal. Exactly. Right. (laughs) right. So as the group that we would represent, we always had Shriner moves. So we would do circles, we'd do figure eights, and then what we would do is we'd do big circles, and then occasionally people that were brave enough would do wheelies up the middle. So we'd do wheelies up the middle, stoppies, and then I would always bring a sidecar rig so we could fly the car and then do uh, drifting and, and shenanigans with the sidecar. It's just better fun for everybody. But we would keep doing figure eights and then just moving with the group. Mm-hmm. So we never slowed down. We just were always going. Meanwhile, the dykes on bikes would would cruise along with their feet down. It like You could push the bike. It'd be a lot easier, right? right? But this was for years and years and years. And yes, one year they put us behind the fucking mounted. And I was like, this is just dumb. I mean, there's horse shit and motorcycles doesn't mix. So yeah, it was pretty bad. And But yeah, no matter what our thing was, you'd always sign up real early so you could get near the front of the parade. Right. But the advantage was if you were near the way back of the parade, the super far way back of the parade, the parade would step off, I think it's like 11.07 a.m. There's, a, there's some kind of a rule about it being 11.07. The parade stops off at 11.07, but if you're at the tail end of the parade, you actually don't move until about 1 o'clock. Right. It's a really, really long it's parade. It's a big parade. And when, when these guys say that it's every person who has some kind of a job in Cleveland is in the parade. so Every can, union person that has some yes, kind of job. any union not, person is exactly Not the right. scabs aren't allowed to march. No, exactly. <laughs> if you own a pe- green piece of clothing, you're in the parade, Right. I mean, I saw the the, the Irish breakdancing union and all the different <laughs> stuff. They're out there. It's for real. If you have a uh, pom-pom. 
Yep. Or Anybody with a pom-pom, you're good to go. And 19 <laughs> marching bands that are all instantly... I mean, we have Shaw High School, and Shaw High School is the blackest marching band in the world. Um, go on YouTube and type in Shaw High School. Oh, yeah. They're awesome, though. Straight up legit. Yeah. They march and smoke at the same time. Uh, when I was a kid in high school, we would always do Battle of the Bands, and we were always like, we were a swing band, kind of high energy. But then anytime we'd have to compete against Shaw, we'd just be like, and we're fucked. If Shaw shows up, you're done. If, you know... But Shaw would show up in, like, one bus that they borrowed from another school. But they, Shaw High School is in the St. Paddy's Day Parade sometimes, which is the dumbest thing in the world. <laughs> so it is a very funny thing, and we love it. And that's where Cleveland is Cleveland. Cleveland's really great at St. Paddy's Day because it is legit. Because everybody gets along down there. Oh, my God. Everybody gets along. And yes, I everyone gets along. And but everybody's usually drunk too. everyone's frozen, <laughs> and then by 2 p.m., everyone's shit-faced, right? And then by, to... by about 1 o'clock in the morning, they start finding, like, white dudes frozen to the concrete in their own pee. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Taking but, the rapid is the biggest yes. thing, too, because, like, four, it's like putting, like, 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. Yeah. yeah, Everybody's packed in there. And it's you can't breathe, you can't move, you can't do anything. I've known people who only take the rapid one time a year, and it's St. Paddy's Day. It's and like one time in Tokyo. Yeah, they have no idea how the rapid works. They just show up, and somebody pushes them into it. And then they end up downtown, and that's it. They, they came in from the heights. That's just don't do get it. on the red line. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> you're going to the wrong side of town. Yeah, you're going to be the wrong side. From this side of they town. Don't have a, they don't have a parade there. So anyway, so we've had St. Paddy's Day today. And yes, the number of assholes outside are just fucking hilarious. But it is, if we were outside right now, we would be visited by the ghosts of St. Paddy's Day past, St. Paddy's Day future and present. Exactly. Uh, super, super big day for Clevelanders. And we didn't have a parade. So here's to that. You know, here's to... Cleveland being smart and say, despite the financial ramifications of not having St. Patty's Day, we're not going to do it because this shit ain't over yet. So here's to us for not forcing everybody to spit on each other. I wonder if it would have been difficult, too. Are the restaurants still uh, They're open? open? Yeah. Are they open? At They're open, a but there's capacity? a lot of rules. Yeah, like 25%. You can't. I mean, straight up, if you, if, if you had, you know, pocket of assholes you know if your restaurant was you know tam o'shanter or whatever and you're down there serving corned beef and cabbage today and the governor says you're not allowed to have any more than 35 people in your joint well you have you have 10 times as many people trying to pack their asses so we got our corned beef today i th- i thought it was a dumb idea but james is like oh it's saint patty's day he's irish robertson go figure james robertson's irish <laughs> and the whole fucking robertson family so they had to have corned beef today by law he went down to uh, Hatfields, and Ken, yeah, just down the street here, and Ken had done 9,000 pounds of corned beef. <laughs> and he brought back corned beef that I will say, single-handedly, the greatest corned beef I've ever had in my life. That guy is an awesome He's cook. a fucking artist he is, is what a, he is. He's a, he's Ken Hatfield's an amazing restaurant. Ken Hatfield, and yes, there is an actual family relationship to the Hatfields and McCoys, and Ken Hatfield married our friend Jess, who we've known forever, they run this bar and restaurant that is Hatfields and McCoy themed, and I can choke back the irony of going to a restaurant that's Hatfields and McCoy themed where our northern border is Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you're going to have a southern themed restaurant, please be south of the Mason-Dixon, right? But Hatfields I can choke it back. and Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> exactly. I can choke it back. 
We would have more luck going to an honest <laughs> Scottish-themed restaurant than a Hatfields and McCoys-themed restaurant. But anyway, the food, though. His Holy barbecue. Shit. His best barbecue. He's got the hillbilly burrito. I love the hillbilly burrito. Uh, the, macaroni, the macaroni and cheese alone has two ingredients that you don't expect in macaroni and cheese. Brown sugar and bacon. Maple, brown sugar, and bacon in your fucking milk, oh. in your macaroni and cheese. And it's so good. You don't expect <laughs> macaroni and cheese to be sweet. And then when you have it, you're like, this is evil. Yeah. This is going to kill me right now. And so, yeah, you do a $10 to-go order from Hatfields, and you're, you're going to be asleep in 31 minutes. And it's not keto. No, it's fucking not <laughs> keto. No way, baby. So that's that. So uh, to my immediate left is... Dan Cronkey. And you didn't ride tonight. Nope. <laughs> uh, 40 in the 40s in yeah. the sunlight, I'm in. Uh, at mm-hmm. night, not so much. Not so much. <laughs> and to his left? Steve Hoffert. Did you ride tonight? Uh, no, I got dropped off. Exactly. Because I figured I was going to drink, and there's four bazillion cops everywhere. Yes, there are. Tonight is amateur night, so that's it. To your left? Chris Smith. Did you drive here under your own power? I did. Well I done. did, and I'm... Well, um, you be right home? Yeah, and I'm staying, <laughs> I'm staying dry tonight. Yeah, I got right. a big day tomorrow, but yeah. I've got an uh, announcement for Steve Hoffert. Oh, no. We're, the Smith family is now up on the Hofferts 2 nothing. For the calendar year 2021, Mrs. Smith killed her first two chipmunks today. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, Don't worry. So I'll catch up. So, oh, the furry little fuckers. So she saw little cocksuckers running around, and we got these snap traps. And uh, so, so she takes it out. And normally she'll put peanut butter on there to really, you know, get them to satiate right but she just threw <laughs> she just threw them at the chipmunks and killed them Na- from like- nailed them yeah. <laughs> yeah but she did nothing but put this uh, uh sunflower seeds on it and i honest to god she got two of the motherfuckers get out of here yeah so uh and the, we're hoping that they're the little pregnant bitches so we don't get the little babies in uh you oh, know, six weeks okay, all right. and uh so i got that and then the other announcement was so yesterday morning i was thinking yeah I think on St. Patrick's Day, I'll go down and get uh, some sandwiches for everybody down at the Superior Deli, which is down at 30th and Superior. Absolutely. Yep. And we're good friends with them. They're a real nice family. So as I'm driving to work, and I thought, that's going to be a fucking pain in the ass, going down to yeah. Superior Deli on St. Patrick's Day, regardless of when you get there. You can get there at 6 a.m. and still line out the door, yeah, right? Absolutely. So I thought, yeah. well, what's the difference if I just have the corned beef or pastrami sandwiches on the day before exactly. St. Patty's Day. Right. And I called everybody. I said, you guys give a shit if we eat it today? No. No, bring it on. So I went oh, down yeah, there. We so zip good. right in. Yeah. Zip right out. And, and we thought, have Slimans in Cleveland. And the biggest thing about Slimans is if you order a small sandwich, it's 37 pounds, right? Right. And the same with uh, the same with Superior. Superior. Like, yeah. That's just the way they are. Yeah. But this thing I got from Hatfields was crazy. But it was also just the most delicious melt-in-your-mouth sandwich I've ever had. Why are you killing the gophers? The gophers go after Mrs. Smith's uh, seeds when she. Uh, <laughs> we may have to throw away the key. <laughs> yeah, I mean chipmunks. 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 Yeah. Right? So so they you know she she's gonna be playing her garden and yeah. and. <laughs> And and so the chipmunks will get in underneath the uh, the deer barrier, 
Okay. It goes all the way to the ground. They'll burrow right. up underneath. Well, as they chipmunks do, yeah. And then right. she'll she'll plant her seeds for uh, a lettuce and arugula and right. stuff like that. They'll just burrow in and eat the and fucking seeds. And then just eat the fucking seeds, yeah. yeah exactly. So, so, so the seeds anything. never have a chance. Yeah. yeah. So then, right. uh, so Hoffer and I last year were having a competition with the five-gallon pail of water. Oh, to see how it could the, drown as many chipmunks? Yeah. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, throw the uh, seeds on top of it and they'll just fall right in yeah, go for it so she went with the snap traps right yeah. out of the chute so you got two yeah You're two up and we're hoping it's okay, well, the, uh, I'm, I'm gonna the, have to the breeding pair we're fair enough the breeding pair good so luck. so yeah. the other trick too is that they have um they they burrow down into the ground so yeah. we used to have a friend of ours in our medical office who is a uh, dermatologist mm-hmm. and he used a lot of dry ice okay so if you get a chunk of dry ice, right. and you go out there at night, mm-hmm. put the dry ice on the top of the hole. Okay, it'll convert back into a gas. Right, the CO two will it'll go down to the out. bottom. Yeah, and they'll sleep they'll restfully. Yes, exactly. They'll have a nice deep sleep. <laughs> <laughs> so we we did that a couple of times. So we've used all sorts of uh, methods. But does yeah. that work? Do you have proof that it worked? Yeah, see, actually, I would tie a string around the little bastard and then pull him <laughs> up later. I was going to say. <laughs> Excuse me. Oh, my God. And to his left. <laughs> oh, me. Steve yeah, sleeping. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and Dan, uh, driving today anywhere is not uh, – driving uh, – riding is yeah. a bad idea. Oh, yeah. Just with all the, all the unprofessionals out there just getting hammered. So, yeah, we're, you're not kidding. We had, a custom, we had one of our customers and friends, guest of the podcast – one of our one of our inside track people, Joe Howard, gentleman, comedian, uh, Joe Howard got nuked today on his Stella. So this morning at O Dark Thirty, going to his job at Ford, riding his Stella, uh, which is again, his dick must be so big because he has a baby blue scooter right. with all the mirrors and all the windshields and the whole deal. And this is an opportunity for all you people to go on your devices, mm-hmm. and type in Joe Howard, traditional spelling, Joe Howard, comedian. He's fucking hilarious. He's absolutely hilarious. But, you know, he got his start on our podcast. Hmm. We launched his entire career. <laughs> um, he'll tell you. The, uh, he'll be the first to admit everything he did, everything he learned about comedy, he learned on our podcast. Hmm. Timing. <laughs> Right there, uh, so he's he's a just he's a stalwart student of the Cleveland Moto podcast. But today, his shit, his clock got punched by a car turning left in front of him at like oh dark thirty in the fucking morning. Yeah, he said five twenty in the morning. five twenty in the morning. I don't know why, how two vehicles passed each other on Lake Road at that time, unless the guy was going to Kegs and Eggs, which I'm sure he was. Uh, but so yeah, Joe got hit by a car. What did in fact turn? in front of him uh and not joking if you do want to have a good laugh at somebody else's expense literally listen to joe howard's stand-up he's fucking hilarious and he's our kind of hilarious (laughs) (laughs) self-deprecating he knows he knows he's the dumbest smart guy in the room right Right and uh, but yeah, his his scooter apparently is just rat fucked. We got to go pick it up at the impound lot, but he's got a couple of broken ribs and a collapsed lung, Ooch. and uh, he's not doing great. Yeah. So uh, feeling yeah, terrible. Chest for him. tube is like the worst. It is the worst, and broken ribs. There's a picture of Joe up right now. We just pulled it up on the screen, uh, giving us that awesome hospital emergency room selfie. So yeah, there's Joe, 
And just telling you, this is one of those ones where anything, uh, you know, any any love for our podcast people, right? And uh, I don't know if anybody's seen Joe recently, but Joe's put on a lot of beard and lost a lot of weight. So uh, it's hard to look at that guy with that amazing Santa Claus beard and know that he's younger than I am by a bit. So anyway, but that's Joe Howard, and he's uh, so he's going to be on the mend for quite a while. We're going to see what we can do about Scoot. Well, there was and a lot of fog this morning, too. It yeah, was. It was foggy I, as hell this morning. I, I rode the monkey. Oh, yeah? and To work this morning? Yeah, to work. And I was I was kind of concerned because it would, like, it's slow. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, the, and there was fog. But I did ride the spade home. Okay. All right. And I got it up to, anybody want to take a guess? The spade? 72. Nope. 70. 70. Okay. Right. Yeah. So on the way to work, I could only get it up to... I could get the monkey at like falling off a cliff. <laughs> it was doing like fifty-four miles an hour. Oh, really? The spade wow. was doing seventy on the way. I mean, not all the way, not all the time, but I mean, sixty-six was probably a good flat, you know, flat speed, sure. and it's only got a hundred miles on it. So. Right. Totally nowhere near broken in yet. No, I, yeah. I'm saying that 70 is probably a good number for that. I can bike. tell you that having one that I can guarantee wasn't broken in, um, I rode it like the town bike. I mean, I did, from the time it came out of the crate, it never dropped under 10,000 RPM. It never got shifted at less than 10,000 RPM. Um, it would, it would, I would shift it when it would stop accelerating. And it was my test bike. It was the test bike I wanted to find out what it would do. But within a couple of hundred miles, I got 72 miles an hour, and that was with us GPS confirming the, the speedometer. So, yeah, super kick-ass, man. They're, they're fun bikes. Uh, the Spade is kind of the bike nobody talks about, mm-hmm. right? Um, it really is kind of the machine that everybody's like, oh, monkey, 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 or everybody's grom, 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 or whatever. But uh, the Spade is quietly sitting in the back stirring the fire with its dick. Yeah. Um, it is It is just the best I, of all I'm of I'm loving them. it. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost feel like getting rid of the monkey. Oh, well, come on. No, but seriously. Anyway, I, I mean, mean, if you do, you do. That's and fine. And it was one of the first ones to have, like, five speeds because yeah. everybody else had four, four until speeds. the TNT yeah. came out. That's right. So now the new Grom has five. Right. So yep. will the new Grom engine go into the monkeys and the Super Cubs? Sounds like it's him? time for a shootout, friends. Yeah. Why not? I mean, I we have so. all the players here, right? Yeah. All we need to have is somebody with a new Grom. So if you're willing to spend the money on a brand new Grom, show up because we got TNT 135 kicking around. We got a spade kicking around. Your yep. job is to break that bike in. I'm and working on you know what? Right. And I said, screw it. I, so, you know yeah. how I said I was going to wait like 1,500 kilometers, like it said in the book, to like take it into Redline? Right. Well, right. fuck it. <laughs> it, was all, it was Redline all day today. Change the oil. That's all you got to do. I mean, yeah. I'm going to change it next time things. I take it in. So. Um, yeah, this was this is how we operate. Change the oil. Look at you guys who are paying attention to the podcast, watching our stupid videos. Last Sunday, we <laughs> went out and we had unrequited love yeah. with six Chinese motorcycles with these 125s. And Steve's prize... For winning the contest was... Was what? 
Hemorrhoids? To, nope. To change the oil in oh, all, the all the bikes himself. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing chain adjustments. You were doing oil changes. That's right. And uh, so, Steve, what's your opinion of the the way the oil looked after the break in? Of well, my bike got ridden for two weeks. Yeah. So two yeah. two outings. Yeah. Yours was extra seventies. Yeah. Super glitter. <laughs> extra seventies. The rest were like I'm trying to achieve that with some of my painting. Oh that yeah. Nice, you know, like the real nice, like just glitter looking. Going it did, man. But it was, it, but but looked like liquid metal. Mine had a couple of chunks. Yeah, right. As the rest of them were good. The rest John's of them bike had no oil. Yeah, yeah John's like two ounces of oil in it. <laughs> but to to the, to their credit, yeah, I mean they were flawless, right? What so to describe what we did mm-hmm. is we went out there and in ouch, Steve's yeah, ouch. Right, I I gotta say that was so. This is Wednesday. I'm still sore. That was Sunday. <laughs> there is a, a four-inch perimeter around my asshole that is like straight up first week in prison. Like, like there is a legit a DMZ. So there's like, I wipe carefully. I don't just go at it anymore. I'm, I actually went and changed from our normal toilet paper to a high aloe content pa- toilet paper. And I will only shit at home on the bidet. That is it. I'm only going to use the Toto. Because apparently that seat on an SSR 125 is made of vibranium. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's crazy. There is no recoil to it. No. There is only pain. Did yeah. you did you see uh so we put up the bike build off video today? Yeah, so if it you have was a chance, amazing. Go up and watch it. Yeah. Uh your rep saw it and left a message for you. Oh really? So our rep John Bible from yes. SSR? He did was he like, leave us a message on our This uh, is great. I'm your rep. <laughs> For SSR. <laughs> In case you didn't know, yeah. I'm your rep. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy who you ordered those bikes from. Right. And, and he, I, he loved it. I'm he glad he loved it. loved it. Oh, that's yeah. great. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Sorry man. I let him down, too. <laughs> I let the whole world down. <laughs> now, wait. Now, for the record, there's two videos. So there's yeah, right. the so there's the short video. and It's the recap. It's right. the... It's the bite size, watch it in 21.4 minutes right. and get yeah. the whole gist of it. Yeah. Or if you're hardcore and you want to see us sweat and die, then the whole thing is up. But I actually put, so instead of the one being blank, I put the, um, uh, I forget what it is, but it's like the whole, it's the main camera. So okay, like, yeah. Because yeah. Zoom recorded like whoever was talking. Yeah, it goes to green. The green highlights the audio from whoever's speaking. Right, but but it also, that one just recorded that whole screen. Okay, great. So I made that the top left corner, and it says um, full zoom audio, whatever, on it. Oh, does it? And then the rest of them are the, the whole screen where it was bouncing around, nice. but it's the gallery view. Okay, great. So you have the gallery view, yeah. and at the same time, what was coming out of Zoom on nice. that big Nice. So, oh, that's fucking fantastic yeah john bible john bible's our rep for ssr yep. i love it i'm the ssr rep for cleveland moto and i've put a few of my demos together myself i feel your pain <laughs> i wish i could have made it there live for this event it looked like a lot of fun uh so it then bengro says would this be an event you would enable for a group of friends enable i like how he uses <laughs> enable like like as somehow we're like so heroin the heroin goes in your left hand the spoon goes in your right hand right and then uh, Oscar says Oscar Orange. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's pretty cool. But uh, yeah, for real, uh, if anyone does want to do a shootout, we now have a pretty good formula for it. I honestly feel like that formula was pretty great. There's one or two little tweaks we would do regarding the audio in the future. Yeah. But the as far as the fun of it goes, the fun of it was amazing. It was great. Yeah. If I I, I was I think Nick's still a little angry. He is. <laughs> but I was uh, I was you know I was obviously concentrating on the thing. But if yeah, I would have thought yeah. of it, we would have just had a microphone recording you talk. Yeah. 
That's as simple and as it could fair. have been. Right. You exactly. know, and yeah. we didn't think of it. But that's yeah. all right. Next time. But I don't know why. I mean, groups should think about this as like a team building stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, rather than going out and doing a ropes course, I know. you could each build your own goddamn motorbike. It probably cost the same amount. I think it would. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would. Right. My and wife does a lot of those ropes a courses. Nice, yeah. You'd have a nice SSR 125. Right. Yeah, and toy you could actually keep that team building going on when you ride together. Yeah, I agree. Sunday yeah. was the perfect team, but I had more fun Sunday. I got more sunshine in my body, more vitamin D, and I mean actual vitamin D. I mean, actual vitamin yeah. D, not the kind that comes out of a zipper. Right? <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> Hold on, I'm going to open up my vitamin D. <laughs> Zip. Yeah. It's a little yeah. chunkier than usual. But, I mean, it was cold and it didn't matter. Right. You know, nobody cared it was cold. It was a great day. Oh, that it was, was great. awesome day. Yeah. yeah. And what was funny about it was, like, <laughs> I can tell you by the time we broke for sausage, right, <laughs> By the time we, we actually stopped to put, you know, meat in our face. <laughs> <Her> mouth. <laughs> to get a mouthful of sausage. By the time we stopped, I was fucked, man. Yeah. I was 100% beat. Yeah. Like, all of the things that you use to ride a dirt bike are totally different than the things you ride a street bike with. And, you know, you can say, oh, I don't have my helmet. I'm going to go gentle. That lasts for 1.1 laps. Yeah, right. Because I was going... The branches that were hanging off of some of the trees, I had my knit cap on, and I'd go blasting by, and I'd hit these branches. And Steve doesn't have a single tree on his property that isn't a pricker bush. Right. Or like a rose or a hawthorn or like those United States Marine Corps area denial whippy. weeds. Yeah, yeah, whippy, whippy weed. Yeah. I'd never seen a tree that was actually called a concertina. <laughs> but I missed, I'm missing a good portion of my right ear because it is back in a tree on his property because I didn't know when you go under a tree... Your ears stick out. Oh, now, my everything. ears don't even stick out a lot, but it stuck out enough that I grabbed a, a thing off the tree and took it with me for like 45 feet. Well, it was bad enough that I actually had a helmet on. Yeah. But I took the brim off so I could try yeah. to record some stuff. Right. And so I usually wear a hat, but I had an interview today, so I had to comb my hair. Mm -hmm. So I combed my hair back, and I'm like, what the fuck are all these things? And here's like, there's scratches. Oh, like, I scratched the, the shit. My whole face was scratched my up. Yeah, it was. Well, I mean, really, it should have been called... Death Race 2000. <laughs> it should have been. I well, agree. No, we, we. If you describe that course, yeah. I mean, I and I, I, the course had so many hazards in it. <laughs> OSHA would have like find me a million dollars. Oh for that, come on, for we raked we raked all the broken big pieces. The soft glass barrier was a yeah. pile of cinder blocks. Yes, right? exactly. <laughs> there was so to to put it mildly, up until a very short time ago, there was a barn on the property. Right. And the barn met with a fiery demise, but everything that was in the barn didn't get taken out of the barn. It just exploded. So Yeah, because the acetylene and oxygen tanks that were blowing off in the inferno I didn't want to that actually, Nick made. I didn't want to admit to that. So here's a safety tip from your Uncle Phil. This will be a future motor stories, by the way. If you're going to burn a barn down... Take all the acetylene out of it first. Yeah. <laughs> take all the explosives out of it. Oh, Not no. only that, but take the air compressors out. Propane tanks. Propane tanks would be a good get, idea. Get all that shit out Nichols of there. with gasoline tanks. In the case, <laughs> apparently, Steve, somebody's at the door. You want to let them in? The, uh, apparently, what Steve said was, we're burning the barn down in situ, which we knew about, which is totally fine, but we didn't know it was Pret-a-Porter, ready to wear. Like, we had no idea that that meant if there's... 57 cannonballs from the Civil War in there. We're going to burn those too, right? Yeah. And it's all going up. Or it's all going down, I should say. So, what's going on, man? Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Good. 
and bark. And not joking, <laughs> like the fire, what happened is the fire was going. We started hearing this noise. And so people who were there will describe the noise as whoosh. But the weirdest thing was as the whoosh noise started happening, the fire started getting bigger. <laughs> so we were having trouble getting the fire to burn in certain areas. It, legit, we were having problems getting the fire to burn. But Nick really, and, really. And Nick was working really hard on this one particular corner of the barn fire. With the acetylene tank. And it wasn't working, right? <laughs> and so at some point we were like, oh, you know, a corner of the barn we got going pretty good. Another corner of the barn we got going pretty good. But the fire wasn't happening where we wanted it to happen at the speed we wanted it to happen. But then we heard this, <laughs> and I've heard that sound at like airports, you know, when they're lighting something up, right? And I was like, okay, well, that's weird. And then I noticed this bright, almost white colored plume of fire at a 45 degree angle <laughs> coming out of the middle of the fire. And I was like, well, that's odd. Yeah. But it, all of a sudden the fire got more energetic and we didn't need to feed it anymore because we had basically expired 10 gallons of gas burning this thing down. Oh, at least 10 <laughs> gallons of gas, maybe. I was trying to be nice for the customers, for the for the people out there in podcast land. Legit, I don't want to admit we used like 43 gallons of fire, gas <laughs> for, on this fire. For we, the people it, in New it, Russia. I could barely get home. So this bright yellow or bright white flame was coming out of the corner there, and it would go from bl- bright white to purple. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's not normal. <laughs> and we started involuntarily congregating behind this big trailer. <laughs> and it was like we were all little sky. You ever had that game when you were a kid and you'd turn it and the, the football players would vibrate all over the ground, yeah. right? And you'd turn it and it'd go brrrr, and the football players would just fuck off into general directions. <laughs> right. But they would all end up in the same spot anyway if you just left it go. <laughs> That's how we were with that trailer. We all got behind the trailer to smoke cigarettes and drink beer waiting for the place to blow up. And I kept asking Steve are you sure there isn't a gas line going to that barn? <laughs> and he's like, no, no, there's no gas line. There was no gas line. He even went into the house, what's left of the house, to check to make sure there wasn't a gas line that was still turned on. Right, and I checked the meter to see if it was It was spinning, rolling. and it wasn't spinning. <laughs> Whipping around. Yeah. And he comes back, and it's still going. <laughs> I was like, but then it went. <laughs> and it was like way more energetic and i was like shit i took four steps back because that'll save your ass you know four steps is ask anybody who was on the hindenburg yeah four steps makes all Open the difference casket in the world. versus plo- plo- cameraman versus guy who died right so oh the huge manatees and we heard that noise and we stepped we started getting back getting back getting back and it did the fire got way bigger we didn't need to feed it anymore And at some point, you could feel your face getting real warm at about 130 feet. And then shingles turned into liquid. Literally, it was crazy. I still have the burn on my hand. Yep, where the shingles were dripping. Dripping. Yeah. Oh, geez. Right. They turned into like pure liquid. Back into liquid. So let's be honest. (laughs) Aluminum turned into liquid as well. I was going to say we have plenty of aluminum in there that was a puddle. Oh, the engine blocks. The engine engines melted down. The mowers over there are just. A puddle. So it took not sh- not shitting anybody 20 minutes for this noise to go away. So the noise went away. And again, we were all convinced that it was either an air compressor tank right. or maybe a propane tank right, right. that had a little bit left in it. But it burned for way too long. And then the fire department was nice enough to show up and bring their seven other fire department friends. So we had like... Cover the entire legit, yard with foam. Legit three fire departments there and 11 vehicles we counted. 
They used up 4,000 pounds of foam, <laughs> 26 hours of overtime each for 47 people. It's why the city can't, the city can't have fireworks next year because of Steve's barn. No shit. And they, they yelled at us while kind of smirking after they put our fire out. They wouldn't eat our pizza either. As they we wouldn't sat, eat our pizza. As we sat around eating pizza. We sat Nick them. to buy pizza. We were freezing our asses off because they took our fire away. And Nick went and got pizza and came back with pizza. And we had all this pizza and our fire was put out with a gratuitous amount of foam. And, of course, <sighs> you know, firemen aren't cool about anything. To a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And to a fireman, everything looks like an excuse to get shit dirty. Right. Fuck them. They got to clean that hose. They used everything. And again, you couldn't get down your street. Now, when we say Steve lives on a street, state, Steve lives on a state route. Yeah, 50 mile an hour it's all a, day. It's a straight up 50 miles an hour right off the freeway, no fucking around. If Steve's street is closed, Oberlin can't function. <laughs> and poo won't go anywhere. But, but legit, nine or 11 fire vehicles all there. Everybody was having a great time. It was great. And, uh, and so now that barn is burned down, and now we're riding dirt bikes through what used to be the barn. Right. There's about, I'm going to, like, not shitting, 600 pounds of broken glass. Yeah, and I, and I like when we first got there, you were yeah. like, yeah, we cleaned it up pretty good. And I'm looking down, like, seven-inch pieces of shards and things sticking <laughs> yeah. out. I was like, this was literally a prison shank. Yeah. It already had tape around the yeah. handle yeah. and everything. <laughs> Just looking for a tire to go into. I'm like, our tires aren't lasting We're for not more gonna than make five it. minutes. So, But you got the, ra- unbelievably, if you have a giant... A uh, dirt bike track with a yeah. thousand pounds of broken glass in it. Right. A fucking plastic rig does amazing things. It does a great I job. I could not believe how well it got the glass out so of it. So we went in and we cut in two new important trails. We cut in the Tunnel of Love. Tunnel of and you, that's all on you. And you did an awesome I job. I had Dan's old chainsaw. Yeah. I had Dan's old chainsaw and I had a pair of gloves on and I went back into the forest and I cut this property line out <clears throat> to give us this beautiful run along these pine trees these the stand of pine trees and you could lay into it oh you can rip although going into it the 45 degree route isn't exactly fun when the whole bike just slides sideways yeah but you also have a a jagged pile of uh (laughs) like one by one cement blocks i tried to pick one of those up i'm okay i'm 40 i'm okay i'm 52 years old I'm 210 pounds. I couldn't pick one up. Yeah, they were heavy. So, like, no shit. I was. I tried to grab one and just heave ho it, yeah. just to get it out of the There's way. No way so those things are, like you said, two foot by two foot by yeah, two maybe foot. Maybe two foot by two right. foot. We need. Con- you need a lever. Concrete blocks. Yeah. And there's a pile of them to the left, and a much, much, much bigger pile to the right. Yep. And what that is is that whole thing is engineered to break all the bones in a human body. <laughs> So if you crash into that pile, there is not one bone that will not get broken because of the angles that they put the blocks in strategically. You have a like a two foot area. I measured it. It was twenty one inches. Yeah, twenty one inches. So twenty one inches. Weave your bike. Shoot the gap. So when you get shot out between the two trees going in, which now has developed a two foot hole in it, like a pit that eats your with a root with a with a four Four inch inch diameter root that. I, that goes across. But the it got, when you look at the videos that Steve's going to post on this, and you see how close you have to be to the trees, you're going to think like low budget Isle of Man. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, and and it was funny because like as we as we started, it was like fast, fast, fast. You'd go into the 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 tunnel of love, and everybody would slow down. Yes, but by absolutely. the end, when I was chasing you, no. we were wide open through it. Like oh, it was like we an thought inch. it was like the Star Wars trench run. <laughs> as soon as you'd light into the tunnel of love, you knew that you had the entire tunnel. 
to just be a drag strip. Right. And then you had to bust one slight right out right. to catch the perfect line to get out of the no. class du jour. What, what you forgot to mention, too, is yeah. that the tunnel of love to the left is trees. Right. And to the right is a foot and a half deep rut of death. You're never coming back. No. With no. posts. With every posts ten every feet. eight, ten feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Decapitation size posts. Post, yep. Every ten feet. And then yeah. as you need, as you'd come out of that and you'd need to slow down yes. for a hard left turn, yes. there was eight pieces of plywood. Yes. So then you now right. you have no traction. No so now you're just skidding across plywood. No, well, I had mud at a 20 degree angle too. The mud was so deep from where they pulled out that 1982 Chevy van right. that people were currently having sex in. When they pulled that van across the field, whatever they, I think they used that skid steer to pull that van out because the van, all I could see was the pumpkin shape from the transaxle for a Chevy had just pulled up about an acre and a half of dirt. Yeah. So there were three trenches you could lose a, a Humvee in. Oh, dude, and I opened the door and sniffed, and it smelled like success. It was terrible. <laughs> I like how the, when we left that van a month ago, when we were like, that van is buried, it's never going to get out, you got to call a Sikorsky. <laughs> so now the van is 100 feet further away than it used to be with one broken window. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised we didn't do that job. So wait, that's exactly how we would have done it. So is your neighbor taking, because it's in his yard now, right? Oh, it's, it's his now. not in my yard forever. anymore, so I don't really care. He can yeah. do whatever he wants. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, I'm going to say, I'm just going to call it, that's his forever. Yeah. Because it can't ever be anybody else's. Um, again, possession, nine-tenths the law. Right. He gets it and all the DNA in it and all the... Chipmunks that are mating in the bottom are all his too. There's cloning going on in the back of that van on its own well, right now. It is a bad scene because whatever it was, it used to be dry and now the window's broken, so it isn't dry anymore. <laughs> and if you ever seen that movie Evolution, movie yeah. species. you'll oh, yeah. know that if you add moisture to a biosphere, shit happens real quick. I was going to say, at some yeah. point, you're going to look in there and there's going to be a whole new species of little people. Yeah, that's right. Launching that's exactly shit. Right. But it's going to be hyper fast, so it'll be like... You'll see the civilizations rise and fall, and then, you know. So you get out of the tunnel love, you go over those, like, <laughs> that, that angled mud area where the van dragged the thing. You have to make a, a more than 90-degree turn. Oh, by far. To yeah. the left. Yeah. To the left. If you only make a 90-degree turn, you're going to be where I like to call the grandstands. Right. I love the grandstands, because you guys are standing around bullshit and drinking beers we and were shit. Going. And shoot, Being shooting guns. And I'm like, on your right. Shooting. There's guns going off. People are shooting in well, the I middle looked, of I went to make the left-hand turn to make my left turn, and I see him with the rifle up. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to drive in front of a loaded gun. So fuck that. So I, I went behind up. him. My favorite is I'm, I'm interviewing Phil about what we're doing for this little video I'm going to put yeah. together. And he's like, yeah, so, okay, uh, we got this going on and that, and that's a gunfire. And <laughs> just really so you have to jump over the septic tank. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, but yeah. wait, let's talk about going past it. So once you're in the grandstand and you got to go past your garage barn thing. No, but that's the, the you have to go, the grandstand is split, okay? So right. you can go in that's front true. of the, you can go in the shooting range. Right. Or you can you try can to take the corner the, off the garage. Yeah, or you can go around the but, back but, of yeah, the grandstand. But let's talk about that. So but that's that, the septic tank right there. So you have to, before you hit the garage, you <laughs> yeah, jump you're jumping over the you got to clear the septic tank first. But then the best part is, is that the back Oh, of you the, got air on the septic tank oh, every single time. It was good, but yeah. here's the, the crazy part was, is right when you pass the garage, you had cut, you were the first one to yeah. do it. You cut kind of like literally a six inch kind of groove. Yep. And your right peg hit the garage, sort of. Would dig in. Yeah. <laughs> and the left peg, so it was like, it was more than a 45 degree angle. It was like a 60 degree angle of dirt with like a. <laughs> with roots thing. that would grab anything that would touch it. I mean, they were like, all it were, were like, um, uh, like a. 
old grapevines grape on the ground. I'm convinced out. that your backyard, that house you bought, is actually Pandora. Like that is not a that is not a place on Earth. The animals and the, the creatures and the flora and fauna there has a mind of its fucking own. Yeah. I tried to go trailblazing more than once, mm-hmm. and I caught a piece of grapevine that stopped my bike so hard I left it. <laughs> right? I looked down, and there was a grapevine thicker than my thumb that had stopped a 210-pound man in a 150-pound toy bike, yeah. stopped us dead in our tracks. And I was like, you motherfucker. So my dumbass grabs it and tries to pull it down, and I realize... No, it's been there for 7,000 years. It's hooked into a woolly mammoth in the side of the hill. It's not going anywhere. And then in the back, when you guys went down to explore to see if you can get down so, by the river. So, John, uh, Johnny Michaelfresh took it upon himself to dig out the swale all the way down to the bottom of the cell. No, he didn't. No. Or did you do that? No, that was a bad idea. <laughs> Well, his like, ramp oh, was a bad idea, look, too. I went down, no, the ramp was cool. I, I like went down the, the washout. I went down to the washout to the lower area. I got down there. You know what there is? The bottom of an entire motorcycle across the top of three big rocks. Like, there is more scraping and scratching. You don't need to be Sherlock Holmes to know which way you assholes went. Just look for the trail of scraped rocks. Oh, but fuck. All no. I know is that whatever, yeah, whatever, the whatever. Biggest workout down there. I'm telling you. I got my ass kicked. Dude, all I know is that whatever those plants are, they are not, they are, they're animals. Yeah. Because like you get near them and you look down and the thing's wrapped around your leg like yeah. seven oh, times. It, oh, you were busy having a cigarette. And now you got this thing growing up in your ball sack like poison ivy. <laughs> and you're like, what the shit happened? And who is this? And what, like, if you set anything still on his property for more covered. than five minutes, the property just claims it back. It's like, you're mine now. Fuck you. And that's why when you look at that washout, when you go down by the creek by the shit plant, there's just car bumpers and stuff well, in there. Wait, let's Those remind- cars were on 511. They had a flat tire. <laughs> And the forest claimed them from 200 meters and away. And let's, let's remind people yeah. that the stream that's running in the back of this property does come from the ship plant. So I know you do a great job and it's clean water. I but got a mouthful of stream. <laughs> it's like the Toxic Avenger. Oh, I stuck my foot down one time and I was like, that's a good year 15 inch. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, was my, that was my ode to Clyde Lewis because I love Clyde Lewis. Toxic so. Avenger, yeah, absolutely. Toxie's great. But, I mean, we, we, we joke. Yeah. But what we have now, thanks to Steve is we do have one of the most renegade quarter-mile tracks. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've been on my share of quarter-mile ovals. Legit, the quarter, the Cleveland Moto quarter-mile is good. Is a good oval. There's a lot of bad things and that can happen. And it's challenging. Here. Like, you definitely are going to improve your riding skills I'd say there's it. three good lines. Yeah. Well, no, there's one good line, and there's two really bad lines. And there's possibilities for expansion. Right. Like, you could run a loop up to the front and back through mm-hmm. the pine trees yep. next to the garage. Yeah. You could you could have a penalty where you'd have to go like to the right, yeah. like where we're going through the grandstands. You right. could go to the right past the shipping container Absolutely. and around that way. Yep. That's a good penalty. <laughs> That's the shipping container. Oh, I love the fact that there's already a chicane built into it. So yeah. when you're in the you're in the straight in the you know after turn one, you're you're right. going down the straightaway towards where the not a ramp is now the jump. Right. Yep. Where that is, there's a chicane. So if you if you choose poorly, you have to face three pine trees. Right. And and we yeah. didn't even discuss the fact that when you ride it the opposite way, it's fun as fuck, too. It's fun as it's fuck. It's different, yeah. but yeah. John's not a ramp. Right. One way is good. Going the other at way, it, throw, going at it anti-clockwise, 
Going at it anti-clockwise is okay. Is totally okay. <laughs> going going at it clockwise and it throws you into a tree. <laughs> it literally was. Why the fuck did you do that? Yeah. <laughs> I saw Sleepy. He was going at it the way you're supposed to. Yeah. No, you know it's beautiful. You yeah, catch a little bit of air. Yeah, it's yeah. very gradual. You land. You chew up your suspension. Your left butt cheek hurts. Maybe whatever. Yeah. Right. Cool. I did that 15 times. Right. I chased you. Oh yeah. Right there. Go the other way though. Just once. Hit it at even half the speed you did on the way the other way, right. and you have seven feet of air underneath you, and your landing zone is an 18-inch pine. Yeah, it is. Because the thing is, <laughs> is it's that, a particularly it's scratchy 18-inch pine. Well, not those, a are, those are soft pines, though. Right. No, but not Kronke a... pulled up to one of them. His visor was all fogged up because he's wearing a built well with a bubble shield on it. <laughs> I, I look at him, and he is literally front tire against a tree. He chickened out at the last possible second. And I, we passed him, because I thought maybe he... I couldn't see. I didn't mean to go that I thought way. Maybe he I realized died in that I went position. the wrong way and tried to turn out. Well, he, he, makes, he bails out of the jump. He bails out of the jump, and his tire's against this 18-inch pine tree. And his tire's against this tree, and I look over, and I can't see him. I just see a vapor. <laughs> I thought he was doing bong rips in his helmet, because there was no human eyes behind his no. face at all. It was just falling. I don't know how you But I still got both my ears. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. I've got a big chunk out of my right ear now. Oh. But I looked back, and I was like, well, I guess he's out of the running, because right. he can't see shit. He looked like one of the creatures in Hellboy. Like, there was no visibility in his world. So, anywho, you know. That's great. Yeah. But it is a silly place. You think we're all adults, right? Oh, no, no, no. You think we're all adults, and it's it's just it. So, But I do want to give a shout-out while we're talking about this cool shit. Because our friend Carl um, has this thing called thespeedfarm.com. Thespeedfarm.com. And so thespeedfarm.com, this guy is a legit American, like, pro motocross racer. And... Uh, he has got many, many acres in Worcester. And what he's done is he has created a training center uh, for young and old, hmm. skilled and unskilled, gifted and not. And less uh, than, less right. than gifted. Right. Yes. <laughs> and so anyway, but he, he hosts these things, and we'll, we'll pull it up on the big screen, and we'll make a little note. But this is down in Worcester, Ohio. Open ride day. Open ride day, 30 fucking doll hairs, right? So 30 COPEX, 30 freedom units, hmm. right? And so what he's got is he's got this big-ass piece of property, and he lets you just rip. And all of him, what's really funny is all of him and these other dudes that are, like, legit know-their-shit racers are just 100% digging on the pit bikes. And so they're digging on the pit bikes, and they're having a blast. They're selling some merch, too. You can buy your T-shirts and your sex pants and whatever it is you need for the <laughs> off-road events. But they do, um, they do legit... You were wearing those. I did. What the fuck is with that, man? They don't rip. No, I get that. But yeah. why do they have to be that color? Oh, because they were on sale when the oh, motorcycle okay. show right. used to sell no, stuff for cheap. Nobody was buying those. Yeah, no, no. There was that whole set. I got a shirt. There are pants. unicorns looking at that shit going, Camaro. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that, I am a function over form kind yeah, of guy. And, right. and back when the motorcycle show had, you know, deals. Right? Yeah, I know. I know the deals. Yeah, right, like right. you know, like I got, I got the pants, XSS or X, right. whatever. They're decent. They're European, but right. they're the pants, the shirt, and gloves for like twenty eight dollars. Right, right. You yeah. can't. I mean, like no, you no, I can't argue. No, yeah. don't get me wrong. No, but I did look like right. a unicorn that was looking for sex. Every time, every time you go past a tree, no shit, sparkles would come out of you. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. Like anytime you go past a tree, I'd hear that little Super Mario noise. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I and thought sparkles it was like, would the come more out. you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a big rainbow. Yeah. 
Three stars. Yeah. <laughs> Just a straight after school yeah. special. Yeah. It's okay if it. you're gay. <laughs> um, well, again, you were a uh, you were the vision of color in our otherwise muddy attire. I heard I heard that bright colors slim is slimming. It so is. That's, <laughs> it is exactly it. Honestly, all of us looked like we had a well trained hemorrhoid that we were riding around the track. I do like a couple of the pictures that have been circulating. Yes. The bike is enveloped by our asses. Oh, like, by far. Yeah. There's not a bike sticking out anywhere. Wait. There's one inch of fender in the back yes. and handlebars. That's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. We're going to have to buy girthier bikes. We don't need any more speed. We just need more size. I just like when Mecklefresh got on his bike, it just sighed. It was like full. <laughs> he got on the bike and the bike was like, this isn't a team sport. <laughs> This isn't bears on wheels, you dick. I mean, yeah, for for real. So anyway, this is the Speed Farm. They're in Worcester, Ohio. And like, if you, okay, if you have been bitten by your stimulus check, and and if, you know, Uncle Joe has said you need to go buy a dirt bike because you have some money in your pocket, buy that dirt bike. Come in and buy one of our SSR 125s. Here is a testimonial. I'm a six foot one. 210-pound, lightly shaved gorilla. (laughs) I couldn't kill that thing. None of us did. And I couldn't kill it. And the stuff that we did, and I bounced it off of a few trees. Oh, yeah. I did horrible things to that bike. And it survives to this day. And we did an oil change, and we adjusted the chain, and it's all fine. And and I want to explain, or I want to ask you guys something, and we can explain this to the listeners. Yeah. So, you know, I've had big dirt bikes. I've had my adventure bikes. You're out on gravel, and you're cautious, and you're doing all this. Somehow, a smaller bike, and you're not going any slower. You're still going 40 miles an hour. There's no fear. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're completely sideways. The back wheel is 45 degrees from the front wheel. You're spitting dirt out the back. You know, it's amazing because I started out really slowly, like just going around, like (laughs) easing through, like, the debris field and, like, the jagged metal (laughs) and the glass and the stones and the... Barbed wire one fence because on the down. one side there's a barbed wire fence yeah, running yeah, along. Yeah, I looked down. I saw an actual anchor. <laughs> yeah. and you're nowhere near the lake. Why is there an anchor? I have no idea. There was so much odd debris in that yard. So, but then you have one beer, <laughs> and all of a sudden that you get whiskey throttle, and you're riding that thing like you're you're the best motocross rider in the world seriously yeah. and your speed goes up and up and yeah. up and up and up and it's like it's so much fun those it is. ssrs props are more to fun than any other bike i've ever had me too and props to them for the, the tires don't suck those no, tires, tires don't suck. those tires handled terrain that they should not have no, handled and i looked and i checked and i made sure those are those tires are all like legit those are straight up those aren't fucking around yeah. those are race team i i looked those are branded team fling poos so <laughs> we were flinging some boots. Well, but, but nobody, nobody <laughs> lost a knob no. with they all the black and brown. Yeah, <laughs> they did. They just black and brown. No, but it's impressed seriously. Like with the the, the no, shit no that we threw at them, they no. should have lost knobs. They should have. Like, they didn't. They held. That, oh, they, is a, that is a twelve-inch tire. Yeah, moving however many horsepower mm-hmm. at one hundred percent aggression, trying to move me or more importantly, Mecklefresh. <laughs> how that thing didn't lose 100% of its knobs up the center line right. on launch number one, well, I don't know. And also, like when you first see him, like you get in your head, you're like, yeah. oh man, I'm going to mod it, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then you ride it and you're like, I had never used fourth gear. 
Like, oh no! <laughs> no, no, I mean? no! Like I got, I got really good no. at doing the whole track in third. Yeah. So I got really good at doing the whole track in third. The last uh, turn four yep. coming into the grandstands. Maybe a second. So turn four and coming down to the grandstands, I learned that you kind of had to go to second. Yeah. Unless you were going to hang a real wide. Right. And there were a couple of times when you had the drone going where I was like, I'm going to make this look good. Oh, you did too. And yeah. I hung it out real wide and got my <laughs> foot out real wide and just let the bike dig. Just fed the oh, tire. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to make this work in third. And, but then you realize you clear, the, um, you clear the septic tank. And then you got problems. <laughs> but the problem is you land after the septic tank, and you are literally touching the garage. Right. So like, the options are hit the garage or hit the F800 tractor. Right. Which can't be moved. No. And I went onto the tractor, and I turned the wheels. Yeah. I, I grabbed the wheel, and I turned the tires on the tractor so that they would go with the collision. <laughs> so that when I hit the tractor, at least the tractor would roll. Right. I mean, a 4,000-pound tractor, 5,000-pound tractor with the flattest tire on planet Earth. Right. With implements on it that belong on a military vehicle. <laughs> it's the biggest backhoe I'd ever seen in my life on one of the most respectable, oh. normal, primitive Amish tractors with a fucking digger on the back that should legit only ever go on something from space. But right. you got to point out that Hoffert spent quite a bit of time cleaning up the track. He got the sailboat out of the way. We did move. The sailboat got, got the moved. The sailboat right. out of the way. Yes. <laughs> the trailer full of miscellaneous lawn tractors got moved. The World War II uh, air, the air compressor, compressor was out of the way. <laughs> uh, the uh, World War II bomb, uh, yeah. bomber air tanks. Well, so, so don't think this is just some shit track the next in the back time we of some go guy's there, property. <laughs> the next time we go out there, the two missions are going to be to move 400 cinder blocks into a respectable fire pit. Because we never did build the fire this No, week. we never got the fire We going. never built the fire. Oh, the amphitheater. We, we need to make it like an amphitheater. No, we need to move those goddamn cement blocks back there in turn three. Yeah. So because yeah, turn three, but make it yeah. into an amphitheater. Oh yeah, yeah. So we can have a, a fire and then sit against the wall and have the heat hit you. My <clears throat> my hernia surgery is not old enough to lift <laughs> any of those cement blocks. But you, you know what else? In the very back, in the oh, very too. back, before yeah. you go down to that thing, yeah. there's an opportunity to have a fucking dope berm though. Like oh, yeah, as you yeah. go we down there and get a big in berm yeah. and come out of that into the love of the tunnel. Where, you mean where Chris crashed on yeah. Oscar's bike. <laughs> I love how I love how the only bike that straight up gets crashed is the bike of the guy who's not there. there right. So Oscar's bike is sitting there just gleaming in the sun like a Chinese KTM replica. Well, he was riding my bike all day, but then he took Oscar's bike on one lap and crashed it. Two laps. Two laps. <laughs> I look back there and Chris is on the ground and I was like... I think he's got it. <laughs> Where's the black I bike? Something I think when he disappeared that Nick, time. Nick. Oh, the black bike is still pristine, though, right? Well, the black yeah. bike's the clean. The tires are, no, the black bike is still out there. I brought my bike home because we needed to do some paperwork on the on my bike. Uh, so anyway, but for reals, like not joking around, Oscar's bike was sitting there as an obstacle to the rest of us. You'd come around the infield and try not to hit the other brand new bikes. And it was good for his videos because the background always looked great because there's always bikes Thanks, in the sir. shot. But you know, pe people who are paying attention will be like, well, those bikes never went anywhere until you took Oscars out and broke it in for him. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> there you go. Literally broke it in for him. <clears throat> yeah. So there's that. I mean, if there's going to be a crash, well done, Chris. The, the torquiness of that 125 is amazing. It compared is. Compared to, like... Like the monkey, yeah, yeah. The monkey has you know a little power down low, and then it just like it peters out, runs out of lung. Yeah. That thing cranks up to redline instantly. I yeah. mean, it's like, and then <clears> if you're <throat> lugging it, 
It just pulls. There is no I rev mean, limiter. It no. just literally gets to the point where it just won't pull anymore. And, and and I like, but it yeah. pulls from such a low speed yeah. all the way to redline. I mean, that is a that is well, an excellent motor. If and we're I not like, careful, we might accidentally sell some SSR 125s, which is not our intention. No. For the record, we didn't do this to sell SSR 125s. We tried the SSR 110. I have we SSR. dug ourselves into a hole. I, uh, <laughs> into the yeah, I have it's SSRs something. here at the shop because we tried a lot of the different Chinese bikes. We right. we tested a bunch of them, and the SSRs were good. So we, you know, that's fine, and we can work on them, and they're easy to get parts for. And it's of the Chinese bikes, it's by far the most cromulent. The 110 was just not appropriate for Steve's property. The 125 is like the correct amount of stupid a hooligan it's crazy yeah. and you know what's really cool about it is like like the japanese bikes you know they're built well you know the qualities there and stuff but the japanese bikes are like we must be quiet and and sensible and right, cool right the chinese bikes are like fuck it loud as possible well, as okay. stupid as possible so the regular the regular 110 when you fire it up it's like duck, 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 duck. it's like a trail 90 or whatever it's very yeah, yeah. respectable and you're like okay duck, 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 and you ride it around you're like, great and then you Crack the cork on because these are the 125 deluxes. They're a little bit better. Yeah. But look they, at, but I mean, just look at the butthole on them. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, so these are the deluxe. We spent a couple. The, we spent an extra couple of bucks on these to get the performance pipe. Yeah. So they came from the factory with the performance pipe already on them. But when you start these things, it's like, oh shit. Like, it's like a CRF 250. Well, even Dan's <laughs> video that Dan shot when yeah. you and I are playing around and we're chasing each other. You hear the noise go by, and you're like, I think that was a 500. Yeah, right. <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> I think that was a 500 thumper going by. Well, when we were yeah. all going, when we got everybody going, yeah. it yeah. sounded like I was at a fucking motocross track. Like, it was fucking full on. It I'm is like, straight up four-stroke yeah. noises for days. Yeah. It's really fun. So we were so, having a good time. So as far as dumping Oscar's bike, though, I was, I was yeah. riding around on that. And uh, down at that, that back turn, I started to drift a little going around there. And I started to develop some confidence, you know, two or three and four laps. <laughs> oh, that'll get you. And, and the thing I couldn't be doing was putting down either of my legs. Oh, okay. Because I've got no ACLs in either no, knee. No, exactly. So I would just tear the whole leg right off. So yep. I thought, yep. well, you know, I'm, I'm doing pretty good without putting that leg down. And then there's a little bit of extra throttle and whoop, where'd that back end go? <laughs> so, well, you know, you, you, you pointed something out. So I got, I, I, I was throwing the leg out on the anti-clockwise way, right? And my left leg's out. I'm doing great and stuff. And I forgot how bad my right knee is. I've had a couple of operations. Oh, yeah, so we like, know how bad your right knee is because <laughs> the first day at the camp, you just walked out the door and were like you were a pile of death on the ground. <laughs> I thought you were dead. You fell right down and your wife's like, oh, he does that all the time. Oh, he does that all the time. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Just yeah. Uh, gigantic. Stick that needle in his heart yeah. and get him going again. <laughs> hang, hang some lactate no, ringers. But dude, yeah. I totally forgot about it because it was the, it was having so much fun. So like I was going that way and I got the leg out. I'm like, and then I go to the right and it just took one bump to jar my knee. And I think I, I was louder than the bike. I was like, ah! <laughs> I was like, not doing that again. Not doing man. that ever again. Oh, that was terrible. I uh, I did make the mistake in turn one. Uh-huh. So in turn one. Taking the wide line after the bar after the garage, I made the mistake. I forgot that I was riding a mini bike, and I forgot the the first rule of motocross is one wear good boots. Right. Second rule, which I had. Second rule is keep your toes in. Oh yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. I made the mistake. I'd gotten sloppy. You know, it was lap seven hundred. <laughs> so I'd gotten sloppy, and my feet had splayed out. 
So my feet got a little wide, and I knew, I was catching that berm just right. Yeah, because it was it started to build. Oh, we made a yeah, good little that was berm. A pretty there. good berm. You could yeah. dig in. Phil, nice. you have some splaying to do. Well, I got some splaying to do, <laughs> and so I was taking that berm, and I was just kind of like I knew it. Yeah. So I was like, I don't need to throw my leg out anymore. I can get. I can. The tires are doing great. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly. We are giving an awful lot of confidence to a 12-inch and a 14-inch tire. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I'm going to remind you, I have an 18 and a 21 on the bike I'm used to riding in the dirt. Right. Not this toy shit, right? Right. And so... The toy shit's awesome. Though. I pulled my... Uh-huh. I let my toes go wide because yeah. I was getting lazy. Well, yeah, turn one. The ground reached up, <laughs> grabbed my left foot and said... This should be pointing the other way. <laughs> and then stuck it under my motorcycle. So it turned my foot around backwards and stuck it under my motorcycle. Fortunately, I had a good boot on. And the pain was so intense that I just drove into that rose bush. <laughs> and it turns out rose bushes have thorns. Suck. Yeah. Fuck you don't, roses. Roses are bullshit. You don't think about your leg anymore because the rose I had like 400 legit. perforations in your skin. No, I don't know why I had a fucking rose was trying to rip my right eyelid off. Like a rose thorn thing. And again, fuck your roses because there's no flowers. I it's hate just those thorns. things. No, the wild roses, they're horrible. There's no flowers. What the kind of deal is that? If you're going to have all this concertina wire in your backyard, there should be a fucking flower attached to it, even in March or a yellow or flag or something. Anyway, a yellow flag. So I lost my shit from getting my leg whipped around backwards, drove right into the thorn bush, had to argue with the thing to get my jacket back and my glove back and my hat back, got it all back, minor amount of blood loss, and then I was like, oh, wait, my leg. And it was one of those things where I just had to stand there for a while. Yeah. And I stood there for a while and I was like, well, it's clearly not broken. And it didn't point right to begin with because that's the one I blew up in Denver. So I was like, you know what? What's the worst thing that can happen? Let's go out. Because I didn't, br- I didn't break actual titanium because my leg's full of titanium. Let's fucking go out and do it again. So I went out and two more laps, I felt great. So two more laps, I walked it off, so to speak. I like if you watch kids like at Mid-Ohio yeah. riding these things, right? And they're doing the barrel. They'll do 700 laps. They get off. They're laughing, slapping dicks, high fives, yeah. all that. Oh, yeah, baby. We did like four laps. Everybody gets off the bike. And we're like, <gasps> <laughs> I knew he had, I knew he had the camera on because I'm a whore for the camera. So I knew he had the camera on his helmet. So I was like, "Oh shit, he's behind me." So I, he because he's fast. Don't let anybody fuck around. Oh, no, Sleepy, you, you, Sleepy is not you fucking two, around. But no, you two. And by far, are I'm pretty sure Sleepy can pass. Yeah. I'm pretty sure no, Sleepy can no, pass no, me no, anytime no. he wants to. No, no, no. So with a camera on his head, and so. <laughs> I look back over my shoulder and I see just this camera bobbing around, right? So I'm like, oh shit, I got to make this look good. So I did like, you know, the, the wild world of sports stuff and your rooster tail a little bit more and take the corner a little more aggressively. Oh, it was good. Shit. It was like, Whoa. We were having yeah. some fun. Yeah, yeah. And so we're having some fun, but I was like, oh man, I was out of gas three laps ago. <laughs> but now the camera's there, so I really got to let her go. And of course, what did I tell Chris? Oh, well, that's okay. I don't have my helmet. I'm going to go easy. Yeah, that, that lasted. Now, no shit, right? There's a reason. Well, There's let's a talk reason. about this. Let's talk about this. Yeah. You weren't stupid. You had six hel- helmets, seven six, helmets, seven helmets right there, ready to go. I bought y'all helmets. Yeah, not shitty helmets. No, real legit AFX proper helmets. Right, are sitting right there, yep. like legit motocross. And they were helmets. sitting there on the day that, and I forgot to bring them because I was so excited about putting six pickup, <laughs> six bikes in the back of one pickup truck. I was taking pictures of the bikes in the back of the truck like I'm a hero. Yeah. And I fucked off to your place all proud as shit, showing up with my coffee and, you know, snacks. And I'm like unloading. I was like, oh, fuck, I forgot seven helmets. 
And so we tried to get Chris to do it, but he doesn't check text messages because it's a tool of the devil, you know, whatever. Or voicemails because, you know, if, if, if Marjorie doesn't connect him at, you know, one Wisconsin 480, he doesn't want to pick up the phone. Garfield, one, two, three, two, three. I'd like some windows or something. He's a... So we tried reaching him on everything short of a smoke signal. Renee's like hanging around at the shop. She's like, I texted him. I was like, well, I called him and I left a voicemail. And then I also texted him. And I sent up something on his jitterbug. And I hit him at his AOL account. And we got him on the alt dot old bastard, you know. I, I send up. I, I pinged him. I pinged him on MySpace at one eight hundred my Janus. So before I left the house, I checked my shit, and Renee had called and she said, or had left a text. Yeah. Did you pick up your helmets for for Oberlin? I'm thinking, yeah. I had my helmet in in my oh, right in the back of my car, right? Right. Yeah. But then I called her. I said, what's this all about? She says, Phil wants you to get the helmets. Right. Okay. I'll come over and get them. Right. Well, I'm at home. Yeah, she'd already gone home. Because it so was I, Sunday. Because I, I thought yes, she'd say, well, Sunday. I'll just meet you up there in five right. minutes. Because yeah. she's only five minutes away. Right. But she said, no, fuck everybody else. No, there. no, she came in on her day off to sell I know, a bike. I know. I'm, so, I'm right. your life. No, it's, it's for real. She would have had to leave her fucking African gray parrot. And she's queer for that anyway. So it's, it's that wasn't going to happen. But... Uh, but no, I mean, like, legit, I was doing it. I was being stupid human tricks with no helmet on, but that's not the first time. Um, anybody who knows me knows nah, that. But we had, we had boots, and we had gloves, and we had jackets. And we had and, liquor, yeah. and I had cigarettes, and we were good to go. <laughs> yeah, and I had a bottle full of painkillers if things got weird. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. We were yep. good to go. Yeah. We were fine. We were living the best life we could. <laughs> that was... We were like a bunch of 50-year-old guys pretending we were 11. Yeah. But <laughs> I was also completely okay with not coming out of that day alive. Like, that was totally okay with what I was halfway having so much day, fun. Halfway through the day, he hands me a browning, a browning pellet gun that no shit was like, you know, 780 feet per second. Right. Like, straight up, not the kind of pellet gun you give a child. No, ever. no, no, no. This is the kind of pellet gun... That kills people and they don't know why they died. It's fast enough that when you right. hit a can, it doesn't move. It no. just goes directly through it. So yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, I put out a cigarette. I put down my, my um, again, prop for Moto, Moto Go, Moto Go Brewing, uh, Moto Go Beer. I put down my Moto Go. I go over and I grab your pellet gun and I crank that bad boy down and like, you know how it is when you see that scene from the Millennium Falcon and it comes out of hyperspace? My whole world just went, and I was like, I'm shooting now. And I got to sit there and I was like, I fired two rounds offhand and I realized that my whole body was full of energy and vitality and love and I couldn't fire because my heart was so happy that I couldn't engage Oh, a I, st I still like the fact that the shooting area yeah. was on the outside of the track. Why was the shooting area not on the infield? I don't know. That would because, make no sense. Because so it was like, shot from the infield. Why did we have to shoot track. across the front straight right. to shoot into the target So zone. it was a little disconcerting when you're kicking around yeah, turn three and, you and you're full throttle and there's Dan. You're like, Port arms. That's, yeah, right. that's originally why I took the other way. Yeah, because <laughs> you're literally riding onto an open range. Right. And I, in the military, they told us not to do that. On any vehicle. If you pulled up a little high over Bradley's. the cinder blocks, it, you'd cross, that bullet would cross the pa the track twice. Exactly. <laughs> so, okay. So, so that was a scrap metal pile. For, the, for people who are casual <laughs> listeners, 
we have a problem in our group. We're a drinking club with a gun and motorcycle problem. And we always have been from day one. And we're just we're just dumb for the stuff that made 14-year-olds super excited. We're just getting into. Well, we have we we are now 14-year-olds that have grown up and have nobody to tell us not to do these things. I'm going to I'm thinking that there's there's some really exciting Pinewood Derby adventures coming our way. <laughs> so, no, not really. But anyway, a rocket powered one, you know. Mm. <laughs> you know. All I can say go. is that the camaraderie yeah. that I feel when we were doing that is like beyond anything. Yeah, that was like good. It's, it's beyond anything imaginable. Yeah. It's yeah. just so much fun. Yeah. And it's so stupid. And I'm just like, usually, for some reason, for the last few years, we always come up with this shit in October. Yeah. And we do it once, and then it's like, fuck, now right. it's winter. Right. But we figured this shit out in At March. a good time. And now we got a whole summer. We have a whole year yeah. to do oh, this Oh, we stuff. have an entire year to be in traction. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for the record, so you guys uh, know earlier on, I, I broke the news to the, the cult here that I was going <laughs> to sell my Eldorado. <laughs> so as Chris Smith buys a California 1400 right. last year, right. and we're all obviously... We know he got the deal of the century. Nobody will ever get a better deal on a California than he did. No. We're not even allowed to broadcast what he paid for it Mm-mm. out of fairness to the universe. Um, and the guy that sold it. And the guy who sold well, it. I think, exactly. you, I think you could destroy the whole bell curve of that motor. Exactly. <laughs> right. Because there is, and I'll legit say it, I'm not afraid to say it, there is nothing wrong with the Motor Guzzi 1400. Uh-huh. It's an amazing are, bike. It is amazing. It's amazing. You wrote it, right? So oh, I love it. I have casually had my Eldorado 1400 listed for sale, mostly just because we are a dealership, and at the end of the day, it looks better if we're actually trying to sell things than us being a, a way to launder incredibly huge amounts of cash from our, uh, you know, our our child endorphin ring in the basement that we have going on. You didn't know about the basement at Cleveland Moto. Here oh, yeah, get, yeah, we get kids strung oh, up down yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting yeah, yeah. adrenochrome and shit out of them. It's great. <laughs> so um, that's how we're actually... But this is all just a front. So <laughs> straight up, I finally, like, I posted a picture of my Eldorado on our website with, you know, the price was the, the MSRP that it was, but, you know, I added a ton of cool shit to it. And, of course, because it's my bike, it never gets ridden. And somebody finally was like, I should buy that bike. So the guy wants to buy my bike, and he eventually you know, um, made the mistake of starting to listen to this podcast. <laughs> he's been kicked out of three Masonic orders in a church group uh, right now. And he's, he's developed a, a strange obsession for spandex. We can't figure out why. And uh, apparently Oscar's going over to his house next week, next weekend. So if you look at the screen, he's selling or trying to lose himself of a Springer. So uh, Springer's uh, just for people who aren't, uh, hip to what Springers are, is there a Harley Davidson Softtail, which is a motorcycle that looks like a hardtail, so they called it a Softtail, um, and 97 other bad Harley decisions. But the interesting part about a Springer is all happens in the first 24 inches. That's what she said. And this front of this motorcycle is the same Springer uh, architecture that happened in uh, 1836 when they built the first Harley Davidson. <laughs> and uh, it hasn't moved forward one blonde one since they came up with it. But I am somehow strangely attracted to it. This one is that era of Springer where all of the things were painted black. There's no chrome on this bike, uh, not much chrome at least. 
See, awesome. I like that though. I, I do, do too. I like that. I bike. do that. It's a nice too. looking bike, and uh, it does have the chunky front wheel. So it doesn't have the pizza cutter twenty one inch front wheel on it. It's got the, uh, the the chubby front tire, which I think would look good with a, a circle circle World War Two era Firestone car tire on there. But it uh, does zigzag have the, the Celtic. Uh, it does have the fucking flames <laughs> on the seat, <laughs> which tells me I only want to do one thing, and that is so guzzle. I want to be at the truck stop feet. right now. <laughs> Meeting guys from strange places in the back of Peterbilt's, right? No, I don't like flames stitching into seats. We talked about this earlier. Um, I don't like, honestly, I don't like anything stitched into a seat. Um, if you're doing it for the benefit of my asshole, you're wasting your time. But it does have an OEM seat that has one concho on each side and some studs to let you know it's cowboy. That's not bad. That's not it. That's well, not that, as That looks like almost like, a, like the way the Mustang yeah. seats are it, made. It looks like a Mustang seat, sure. And then he took off these big, nice saddlebags and put on that little uh, angle bag on the back that has just enough fringe on the bottom to let you know that you're a Muppet. Well, that's, uh, what is that? That's um, uh, static electricity uh, discharge. It is. It distributes yeah. the yeah. static electricity, exactly. <laughs> um, so, but you do have the big bags, bag. though. I mean, he, he comes it, with the big bags, too. It comes with the big bags. It comes with a very thick owner's manual. Uh, I mean, a service manual. So the only thing I hate about this bike is I can't stand those fucking handlebars. And this has got those giant T-bars that were extremely cool for guys that, um, and the Kyriakin grips that have the little rubber bits coming through them. Yeah, if you're a fan of Sons of Anarchy, this, that's, these are, are the bars, bars right? Yeah. These are the bars. And they're like, okay, rather than doing a bar, a traditional vintage style motorcycle bar, you do two somewhat vertical bars that come into a giant broom handle. And every other motorcycle handlebar in the world is seven eighths of an inch in diameter. Harley Davidsons are now seven inches in diameter. Um, if you've ever had to get into animal husbandry into horses, if you've ever had to ex extricate semen samples from bulls, then you'll know this what it's like to you. ride this bike. This oh, is exactly no. it. You can take two samples from two bulls at the same time if you can ride this motorcycle. <laughs> Um, it's like a downhill skier. You're just pulling both at the same time. But anywho, looking at it in retrospect, I would change the handlebars because I don't need that. The flames are remarkably tasteful. Oh, I do like those. Oh, yeah. that's a classic. Get out of here, Steve. You like those flames? Not I. I don't think they're like the in-your-face flames. I mean, though. I'm going to tell you, I like them. I no, was I'm shocked saying I do, do like. No, I, I like them because they're not in-your-face. Okay, like, yeah. They're well, the very I would subtle put a pair of like an oxbow. They're the very and, subtle '50s street rod flames. Mm -hmm. and it looks uh, like something Kevin would do. It does look yeah, very. I, yeah. I gotta say, it's understated, which is what I like. So, um, it's got Screaming Eagle uh, jugs and heads on it, and everything else, which does mean that this motor probably bless the bless their dear little hearts. Oh, it's got the supercharger, the Karyakin supercharger. The, I'm sorry, that's an air charger. Yeah, it has yeah, it's it has air two charger. fake flappy bits. Yeah, but they do move. They, they do move. Yeah, oh, they're articulated. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is the venerable Twin Cam 88, which if you've ever listened to our podcast will know. But the good news is I'm looking at it and what does it have? These giant screaming eagle cylinders on it and that big old CNC ported which I think is hilarious. Um, but that tells me that I bet you that the uh, problem with the timing cam chain has been addressed already. Oh, yeah. So I bet you this bike has got the, the, the Twin Cam 88 timing cam chain problem has been unfuckered. The two and the one megaphone is nice. Too. I like the pipe. Yeah. So I'm going to talk to this guy about maybe giving him some trade-in credit on this thing um, as opposed to just giving him cash. I love how they've gone out of their way 
to uh, make the gas caps black, right? It has LEDs. But the, well, that's because these are the performance machine or whatever they are. You know the 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 hot rod shit. But the left ga- the left the left thing that is normally for old people, that's where the oil goes in the left part of the gas tank, and the right part of the gas tank is where the the gas goes. But on modernish Harley Davidsons, the left is where the gas gauge is. Don't twist that one. And the right is where the gasoline goes. Oh, if you grab that thing on the left and give it a honk and twist to the left, you just paid for it. <laughs> see, but the flames, see, what I like about the flames, yeah. look at, look at, it's like a fade. It's a fade. It's, it's a 50s. It's, nice. it's a proper It's a 50s very fade. nice. Right. I yeah, agree. Like, like, but all the spray paint that they did to make this part not chrome is starting to go away. Uh, so, you know, this bike has been, you know, strategically or tactically dechromed. Yeah, it's got some miles on it. Looks like thirty-seven thousand miles. Yeah, thirty-seven thousand miles. So, but I don't hate it. I can fix all the things that I think are personally wrong with it it's that he look, loves dearly. It's gonna look good with TCK eighties on it. <laughs> TKC eighties, <laughs> fucking dude. TKC eighties on everything. everything. <laughs> Nothing makes the world go round like a bunch of knobby tires, right? Well, they have the bagger races. So at the at the Cleveland Moto Hoffert quarter no dice, mile, man. no dice. There's no way in hell. So I still think of like an ox, but like those. Yeah. Not the not the ones like this. No, the beach cruiser. Not a, yeah. The beach yeah. cruiser bars yeah. Yeah. would look good on that. The, the only thing that's wrong with this bike are the handlebars, and the handlebars are literally Uncle Jimmy just got out of jail. Um, that's all those be- that's all those handlebars scream to me is I don't pay child support. So straight up, that seat and those handlebars got to go. Uh, but the good news is people waved me on my way to work again. <laughs> that bike reminds me there's a comedian that told this thing about uh, NBA jeans you know what NBA jeans no. are so <laughs> in the middle 90s uh, a company came out and all the hip hop dudes were wearing them and they had all the NBA teams all over them and they were cool for exactly like four months okay so he said in 2016 or 20 or whatever I was going to say this sounds like Zubaz but years yeah. later right so he's like if you see a dude in 2020 wearing right. NBA jeans yeah. that motherfucker just got out of jail he's just, out of jail. He's just come out of a 10 year stretch <laughs> and this is what he came in with him yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen the Blues Brothers but it's like one condom used yeah right <laughs> <laughs> And he's got it on his pen. On his pen. <laughs> Frank Oz, by the way, that, that that actor that's doing that is the director of the movie. Oh, really? Oh, the really? guy who's oh, the I didn't prison. Know that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. So all right. So kick ass. So anyway, or is yeah, anyway, any back to back to the way we, the way we were. So uh, oh, and did you notice that the mirrors? The mirrors are held on by flames. That's gotta go. <laughs> so for me, for for me, flames and chrome skulls are equal like so the shop rule here has always been the number of skulls on your bike is directly proportionate to the number of prison cock you want in your butt at any time <laughs> so be careful about how you use skulls well, can you can you go back to the main picture of the bike i want to see if there's a gremlin bell on it oh there's a hundred gremlin bells under this thing no there aren't there's probably one but it's probably really nice i hate gremlin bells too i like the way it has the red uh gear shifter so he's taking the heel off of the heel toe by the looks of it. So he's just got the toe shifter. But then he's got like that glitter, 1970s glitter thing. So he's got one thing on there that's like legit lowbrow customs chopper. And then the rest of it is kind of like 
um, Orange County meets HOG. Those were the handles on my banana bike. That's what I'm saying. That's where that what, shit came uh, from. The red is, glitter stuff. Yeah. What is that little container? Is that an oil catch? That's an oil catch can. Okay. Yeah. So no, if you look, that's actually the filter. So that's the spin-on oh. filter. Okay. So that's an oil filter relocation kit. So now you can use spin-on filters and it moves them out of the way. And then there should be a commensurate uh, oil cooler somewhere. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, that, that's all good news because that all speaks to the fact that it no longer has the factory cam chain tensioners in it, mm-hmm. which means this motor is no longer Velveeta, that you can actually enjoy it. Um, so that's cool. So, I mean, I can unfuck this bike. I mean, or I can just fuck it in my personal way. I like the fact it's got little baby bikini fairing there in front of that Mustang seat. Oh, yeah. Like at some point somebody was like, oh, let's put a fairing on there. So, I mean, this bike has had a couple of different personalities, which is respectable. Um, nothing wrong with that. I was trying to look around in, like, in his blast radius to see about what other stuff is there. And there's like some, I can't figure out what's on the left, whether that's a helmet or hard cases up there on the, by that Craftsman uh, flat, blade, flat blade screwdriver. See that on the left-hand side? There's a Craftsman oh, yeah, flat yeah. blade screwdriver. And then I can't tell whether those are top cases. The back of a helmet there. Yeah, that looks people like that. that. People that own this bike don't own helmets. Well, they do. That's a leather-covered helmet. Is it really? And then okay. if you look, I think the thing on the bottom is fingerless gloves. Oh, there's some chaps in the picture then, too. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so he, he was ready to go. Nah, I don't know. There's bottled water in the picture. I think that a person like this would only drink Mountain Dew. Uh, zoom in on that. So what's that? What's in the garage? <laughs> well, there's another motorcycle in his garage with white wall tires, I, can't, I think. And that's a Japanese bike. Looks like a Shadow. That's a Shadow back there. So there's a Honda Shadow in there. Probably an ACE. Yeah. Yeah. An American curmudgeon edition, yeah, that's uh, that's an that's an ACE, and there is a full face helmet with a bunch of stripes on it and tribal artwork. So yeah, there's something in the background. I love when you look at shit for sale and you look at all the stuff in the background, and you're like, oh wow, the guy's into Bayliner boats. Yeah, okay, he's not he's not afraid to spend real money. Oh wait, it's a Bayliner. Yeah, yeah, he is afraid to spend real. I money. like I like when they wash the bike yeah. and like they they leave it there and they dry it, but the ground's wet. Yeah, but then you see the rainbow pattern. Yeah, the rainbow the- pattern, so you can <laughs> see that that bike's been leaking oil for nine months. Yeah, yep, I, I get that. Yeah, I totally get that. So if if you open up the side case and there's like literally, you know, the yard. I want to see what. Oh, you're looking at his yard now? Oh, you're a fucking pervert. His neighbor owns a Jeep, so uh, but. Anyway, back to back to that. But when you buy bikes, you do have to look around. Like when somebody sends you a picture, you'd be foolish not to pay attention. It's good situational awareness, you know. Apparently, his wife has a D cup. I, okay, she's got her laundry out. She didn't tell me not to look. But anyway, that's it. Go figure. But so we'll see if this happens. If it does happen, it's not the worst thing. I mean, I once traded a guy that was a straight up Sons of Jesus biker. <laughs> with all kinds of cool machined like Christ symbols and stuff oh, yeah. and runes all over his uh, Sportster 1200. I traded him that for a Bajaj. Nice. Back in 2002. Good if trade. If you're not familiar, a Bajaj was an Indian-made replica of a Vespa that had a four-stroke motor that had in the neighborhood of three horsepower. <laughs> and we made a performance pipe out of it that wouldn't let you ride at the front of the pack anywhere. So anytime anybody heard this pipe coming, they'd be like, okay, fuck you. You're going to go at the back. You know, like, like sidecars and hearses are at the way back, right? And then Bajaj POC pipes. Like, like that's where that shit goes. So that's cool. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? Do we have any uh, listener email? I'm so glad you asked because, yes, we do. Yes, we do have some listener email. Uh, yeah, that was great. I'm going to try to work sometime. my order. Can, can we call Rand? 
Well, you can call Rand. I mean, I'm not saying you can't call Rand. I'm just saying that it's better when Rand calls us. I know. Why does he call <laughs> us right now? <laughs> Probably because right now where he is, it's still lunchtime. <laughs> That's it. Um, so we've been, our Patreon has been on fuego. Uh I God bless our guys. I don't know what happened, but somebody lit a fire under our Patreon account. Well Whether they found out that the Patreon money they had donated had finally bought something. Shenanigans. Shenanigans, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And we are doing shenanigans on your behalf. Right. So if you donated money to us, the reason my butthole hurts is because of your $10 donation. <laughs> and honestly, that's like throwing balls to sink somebody in a drunk tank. <laughs> I would give 10 bucks to make Steve's butt hurt. Oh, it does hurt. <laughs> I think everybody's ass hurts after that ride. Dude, I'm telling you, within a couple of weeks, you're going to see sheepskin and fucking old man fucking uh, donuts and shit on these bikes. I've been riding that bike every day at work chasing geese. Chasing geese? No, that's what I use Wait it for. Wait a second. Hold on. Okay, so our plant gets <laughs> Tell me more. Our plant gets inundated with geese. As everything does. The Canadian, yeah, those so are they the shit everywhere. And they they're just, the, they're like on. sea rats four, or sky rats. Four, wait, now got to remember, our podcast listeners all don't live in Cleveland. Right. So a Canadian goose. Canada geese. Thank you. Way to go. Canada goose. A Canada goose, because they will yell at you. My, my friends of the north, my snowback friends, they will all tell you it's not a Canadian goose. It's a Canada, Canada goose. goose. All right is a majestic and noble creature. If you watch Letterkenny, you'll understand. I know, and I feel bad because I think Wayne's going to come and punch me right in the face. <laughs> but Canada Goose has been a problem in Cleveland since they were they were like on the endangered species list when I was a, a little one. When I was a little one, they were like, Canada Goose. There's like, you know, we had stamps with Canada Goose on it. Yep. We had money with Canada Goose on it because like we were trying to look out for our neighbors to the north mm. because our national bird turns out is the natural predator of a Canada goose. Oh, oh yeah. There's many pictures of a bald eagle just making a Canada goose its lunch. <laughs> and never a picture with it going the other way. The only thing a Canada <laughs> goose has ever gotten the upper hand on is a secretary running out of a college. <laughs> In which case, there's tons of videos about that. People freaking out with Canada gooses. And if anyone does go at, come after you, the trick is go for the neck. Right. Because once, once you got the neck, the Canada goose is done. Uh, I'm not saying anything about derogatory towards Canadian people as a whole. That's fine. We respect our neighbors to the north. You are America's hat. Um, we, we we love you. But yeah, the Dijons from the north. The Dijons from the north. <laughs> but but why do you have like if you live in Cleveland, you'll know that Canada Goose is a problem. Our old shop in Mentor. Oh. You couldn't walk from the parking lot to the shop. It was like a slip and slide of poo. Yeah. No, see, what they do is they eat all the food in Canada. Right. They fly to the United States right. and shit it all out. Well, I'm convinced that there's nothing a Canada <laughs> goose fly back. There's nothing a Canada there's nothing a Canada goose does better than turn Kentucky bluegrass into lubricant. <laughs> because all my creeping bent and Kentucky bluegrass and whatever I got in my yard, which is like Heinz 57 mix. These Canadian geese go out there and just like eat it raw and then shit literally molybdenum. Like anti seas, you could take anti seas and Canadian goose shit, and Canadian goose shit is slipperier. And it's only because we know how to walk on the ice up here that we don't die from Canada goose tragedies every year. Because fuck these things. And it's like a normal seagull is just going to steal your french fry and fuck off. But like a Canada goose, when it drops a turd, 
You could put a bus off the road. They they lay these things that look like green cigars. And if you accidentally step on one, you got to throw your boots away. Because that shit's going to be slippery forever. So, honestly, I love my Canadian neighbors to the north, but fuck your damn bird. Like, choose, choose a grouse or something, right? You know? So Steve's bird. using the bike over at the plant. So you're chasing Canada goose. With the Chinese, I have my one twenty-five. <laughs> it's awesome. It's like I chase them and they Look, like man, they start running. No, they start running, and so I'm right behind them. And I'm like, way, 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 way. They're like, and then they start. They get in the air. Oh yeah. So they kind of like lift off, and I don't know if they're like, molting. I mean, I don't know when they molt. Yeah. Which they'd have a hard time flying if they were molting, but like all these same geese come back. Every year, I mean, the same geese. You know. You know, you know, you know. There's one guy that, like, like fucked some uh, other duck. And, no, I don't know what he did, but he's got a white head. So, you know, you know, he, the same guy comes back every year. The one guy comes back with a squeaky wing. No, his wing squeaks. So when he flies, it's like, eek, 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 eek. I think that's a drone. No, I, think I don't know. It might be a robot. I don't know. It might be a robot geese. That's some Da Vinci Goose. shit. I, right I have no idea. But so I chase these things and they take off, okay? And so they always like, they think they could like fly like 50 feet and land. Well, I can catch up with them and I chase them until, so they start landing and I'm like right behind them. They take off again. They go like the next direction. I chase them up a hill. I chase them into the pit. I right. chase them into the like EQ basin. I chase them until they're like gone. Right. And I don't care if they stay like south. Right. But they're like they they walk in the main area and they shit everywhere. Oh, they shit and constantly. Like, well, I mean, again, this thing is basically the size of a small Sikorsky. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with the Canada goose, if you take our national bird, I mean, right? what's the span? Has got to be eight feet. Well, the right? wingspan of an American bald eagle is forty-seven feet. You should know that. That's that's part of the test. <laughs> it is just slightly that, just a little bit short of a B twenty-four bomber. Right. Right. Because it is. Pride in America. 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 Right. But a Canada goose is straight up, it's legit B-52 bomber one half scale. Yeah, right. Right? And a Canada goose, though, has the advantage of this really long neck. It's got like an 18, 19 inch long neck. But the idea behind a neck is it can recoil that neck and strike you like a cobra. <laughs> so if you catch one on the ground, you got to stay at least 18, 24 inches away outside of striking range. <laughs> There are swans in Germany that are the same way. Don't Those big, giant white swans in Germany, don't fuck with those. If you're ever on deployment in Germany, pay attention. Don't fuck with those swans. Um, they will fuck you up. But the Canada goose thing, they're mostly just, they mostly make a lot of noise. They hiss at you. Yeah. And then they, they shit on your stuff. <laughs> Plus, they, they're, they're decept they get behind you and they try to attack you from behind. Again, your fault because legit, yeah, turn around, grab it by the neck. You don't get yeah. flanked by a goose. No, no, but mostly you just turn it around and put a MAGA hat on it real quick and send it north, <laughs> and it'll be rejected by its peers, and they'll refuse its social, social health care at that point. So in which case, Ohio, yeah. there's services that have dogs. And, and dogs and explosives. Well, the dogs I know about where the dogs will just continually chase the geese just out of fun, and then the geese don't want to you know, stay there and, and lay their eggs or whatever it right. is. Right, they fuck but, off. <clears throat> they also don't like high grass. So if you have high grass yeah. at any point around where they are, yeah. they will they will go, they'll fly away because they can't see a direct line. They want to see a direct line to like the whatever's going to kill them. Predator. In uh, Mentor, uh, 
many of the many of the factories there. Many Menor is full of light industrial stuff. You know, you know, people high tech type industries, and because the Canada Goose problem is is a big deal, and they have a lot of giant square footage, they will have these gas powered cannons on the roof, and the gas powered cannons will randomly just every so often will just make a really loud boom, and they'll just set off and and, and you know whatever. And they're on a timer, and they make this boom that fucks off all the the you know the aviary. Like anything with wings fucks off because you would too. Like if you're just sitting around being a goose, and this big boom comes off, you'd shit yourself and leave, right? Well, I used to be a police officer out there, and again, occasionally when you're walking around checking on like a window open or something, and you know a prowler kind of call, I will admit you do kind of get a little edgy about that. And so you're you're roaming around this thing in this building checking for an open door or what have you and then this loud fucking bang goes off. <laughs> it's brown trousers time. So I I didn't know about that until I'd worked there for a little while that many of these factories have anti-goose cannons on the roof. It's a job, <laughs> I don't know. But we used to get invaded at our menor store by the Canada geese. They would try to come into the shop. And they're adorable when you see like Canada Goose Mommy and like 12 Canada Goose Babies, you do naturally want to protect them. Mm-hmm. But then four months later, you want to chase them down in your Weisinger. Yeah. <laughs> so I work, you know, I work in Willoughby. That's why I used to come up yeah, to right? see you all the time. Yeah. And uh, there's Todd Park, which yep. is like the big park down there. And so occasionally when the weather's halfway decent, I try to get some exercise and I go for a walk around the park, yep. whatever. So there's like a giant herd of Canada geese down Herd. there, right? <laughs> I think they call those uh, a, flock. a flock. Okay, whatever. <laughs> so you know, me being an well, idiot, if there's more than twenty five, that's called a syrup. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so I'm out there fucking with them, and they're all starting to fly away. Well, right. I, what I didn't realize was up in the other parking lot, they had this was last year. They had like the last shipment of the Georgia peach truck come. Mm-hmm. And you remember how many, like, there's oh, like yeah. a thousand 90-year-old people in line for these Georgia peaches. Like, yep. it's, it's, it's like, our, I don't even know how they know about it, but like everybody that's over the age of 85 knows right. about these peaches and they line up and they right. sit there for hours. Yeah. Well, I disturbed the gooses enough that they all left and went up there and started chasing oh, all the 90-year-old people around the park. Oh, my God. Lot. So it was like this nice orderly line of people right. waiting for peaches, and then the fucking geese went up there, and you just see fucking old people running well, everywhere. Yeah, and, and each one's got their own personal goose chasing them. That's pretty good. It's awesome. So, so, and, uh, when I worked for Lakewood, yeah, uh, one of the we were doing a construction job, and they killed a mother duck. Okay. And so I saw the nest and it had all these eggs in right. it. So I threw the eggs in my incubator. Right on. And so I. They, because I had Steve has a fucking incubator. incubator. Of course he does. Seriously. <laughs> would legit. You, would you I, expect I'm, any Again, less? I'm going to call attention to the fact that he just released, he just revealed the fact that he owns <laughs> an incubator. <laughs> well, maybe more than one. Okay. But we know he owns <laughs> yeah. at least one incubator. <laughs> Continue. Well, anyway, I hatched these, these uh, mallards. Oh, okay. And I don't know if it, I think it's illegal to do it, but what? But the mother was dead, and I didn't want the eggs to go unhatched. So fair enough. Anyway, I had these eight mallard ducks, uh, and I raised them with my chickens. Huey, Dewey, yeah. And Louie. <laughs> no, but they were they, I mean, they were cool ducks, and so I mean, Duck and they're, they're 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 neat because they follow you around. I mean, whatever. So. So I raised these ducks, and they became, like, as they got more mature, I brought them down to the wastewater plant. Sent them to duck college. Yeah. No, I (laughs) brought them down to the wastewater plant, and they, like, grew up, and they flew away. Right, because they're ducks, and ducks fuck off. Right. But most of the time, ducks, if if they even see a human being, they fly away. 
So the next year they came. We have back. guns for that. Yeah, but the next year they came back. <laughs> right, and they had like like they more had ducks. babies at the wastewater. Ducks plant will and, make more ducks. And but they would they would come up to you and you could like pet them because they were tame ducks. But they were like wild, but they were tame. I mean, they like they weren't afraid of humans. But they're they not, were. They're not wild anymore. No, but I mean, they they did all the wild duck I things. You. Yeah, but they weren't afraid of humans. Okay. So Maybe every year, the same like the same like the same group of ducks that I raised right? came back, right. and they would have. On them. Well, they're like elephants. Was, but it was kind of cool because I, I mean I raised chickens down at the plant. Right. I raised all these stuff. I will so. tell you. I have had my eyes opened to wastewater recycling facilities because my whole world has changed. Putting his meat in my mouth at a wastewater <laughs> treatment facility? Yeah. I, I got to admit, it was clean. Yeah. It didn't smell bad. Nope. Considering I know the people at work there. Wait, his meat or the plant? All of the above. <laughs> um, like, legit. Every other waste... Yeah. Look, I drive past two wastewater treatment plants on my way home. Right. There's the one, Rocky River, that, that we oh, know the Metro Parks is down there. It stinks, to, it stinks to hell hot. What about Whiskey Brown Island? Whiskey Island will knock you out on a fucking... Okay, and and I go past the one in, in Bay Village, Rocky River, mm-hmm. where the, the guy that's got the giant like Donald Trump statue and stuff lives a lakefront. He's got that billion-dollar house, but the only thing that makes me feel better is to know that he's got to smell shit every single day <laughs> because right next to the senior citizen living facility, they can't smell anything anymore, but the guys across the street in the billion dollar mansions depends <laughs> depends uh but but yeah they smell bad i pulled into his place and it didn't stink no no not at all not no. at all like i didn't know I, I didn't know that if you do it right it doesn't stink right again what do i know i was amazed the first time we went there a couple, a like, couple of years ago or something like that first of all it's fascinating like you know you, you always hear him busting on his balls about whatever the yeah. place is fascinating. It's it is really fascinating. cool. It's neat to see how right. it all goes through right. and does everything. Where does it's the poop farm. go? It's a bacteriological farm, and people don't get it. But yeah. Yeah. I mean. Well, I got to say, I have a lot of respect for you, because mm-hmm. as I was sitting there eating a giant fucking slab of meat, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting outside at a shit factory yeah. eating a giant piece of meat. And happy and, about and it. And totally thrilled. Yeah. Couldn't be happier. Anyway, letters from our guests, podcast people. Patreons, in fact, the people who paid for the bikes you rode. Uh, so here we go. Jerry Minikowski says, "Hey, thanks for posting on YouTube. I enjoy watching the interactions, actions, and watching the same screen as the crew." Nice. So there you go. Thank you, Steve. Care package came today. Now this is a big part of the Patreon thing. Mm-hmm. Renee, you guys might know Renee. Renee lovingly packages. So if you give us ten bucks a month at that party line level, Renee will touch your package. Um, she does lovingly, she, she just, she just, and she'll, and she'll just, and she'll grab it and she'll just kind of stuff it. She stuffs her box for you, right? No, she'll she, it's amazing what she can get in her box. And so she'll work real hard for you and she'll make sure that that box is full. She'll pack that box with, with stuff that we're, that, that we have laying around here that we made for you. So if you want. If you want Renee to handle your package and stuff her box for you, she'll send it off with love. And so this is Jerry Minikowski saying, Care Package came today. I love it and thank you. Here's a question for you. Do you guys consider yourself bikers? Are bikers limited to just those cruiser tattoo riding types, or is that for all motorcycle enthusiasts? Here you go, guys. By European standards, we're bikers, all right? Legit. I've traveled the world. 
in in Europe, we all carry our helmets into the cafe, and we're bikers. We'll sit around and we'll smoke our Galoises and and drink our whatever, um, our Grolsch flippies, and talk about motorbikes. Right? Fair on, fair game. And we are bikers. By Canadian standards, by Canadian standards, we're fucking gobshites. We are what we are. We, What's a gobshite? A gobshite is you. We are gobshites. We talk shit. And if you're careful, if you're not careful, we may come home to your house. I got a I got a question actually that came into Moto Stories for Continue. you and yeah. Steve. So I know you guys love PC PC eight hundreds, especially Phil. Right. That being said, I'd like to add some heated grips, fog, and auxiliary lights. Should I be concerned about the excess wattage from these two items? Can using LED lighting in the headlight, taillight, dash lights, etc., reduce wattage enough to add these extra farkles? Listen to the podcast since two thousand fourteen. I'm going to let Steve Hoffert answer that because honestly, Steve Hoffert, how many PC800s have you owned? Four or five. I've owned three. So you win. So you get to answer this question. Well, I have heated grips on my PC800 right now. Right. And it has no, there's no issue. Right. Um, what was the other? Um, he wants to add fog lights, auxiliary lights, et cetera. I would say that if he added fog lights, it would be LEDs. All LEDs. Yeah, LEDs. I mean, you, you would go LED. And his, well, his other half of the question is if he changes out the headlights, taillights, turn signals, and converts right. them all to LEDs. I don't think to do anything for the, the hand grips. They're like 35 watts. Right. So, so that's here's not the, an issue. And now what I'll say is on vintage Japanese motorcycles, they only gave you enough stator mm-hmm. that they had to. Gee, I wonder where I would learn that from. Exactly, <laughs> right? So they only give you enough stator that they had to. So you can do the exchange rate. And so the, sometimes the exchange rate is like a euros to dollars. Sometimes it's like <laughs> Kanukistan kopecks to dollars. Sometimes it's like pounds to dollars. Right. So like you can trade in lighting credit by switching everything to LEDs mm-hmm. to pick up heating credit. Right. And heating is fucking expensive. So heat and so the two things are the most expensive. The heating is the biggest expense. Heating and audio. So, so as far as I'm concerned, decibels and Heat. and Kelvin and, and BTUs. Because so my my BTUs PC had a radio. Right. Yep. It had a, a Pioneer right. 50 watt whatever right. on it. Right. Plus heated grips. You got it. And um, I really didn't. Say, and I put a voltage. What I did with my PC. 800 is yeah. I put a voltage meter on it because I was concerned. I had to replace the voltage regulator, regulator twice, twice. Yeah, right. But I got one from Rick's. Yep. And that seemed problem to solve solved. the problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that, what the, he also did was he put a wind turbine up on the top of the bike <laughs> because with a PC800, you're getting about 96 watts, right? right? And the bike takes 85 watts to run. <laughs> and if you turn the turn signals on, you're at 125 watts. <laughs> so a PC800 can't run with the turn signals on for more than like three minutes. The biggest right? problem is in the summer yeah. when the uh, cooling fan comes on. Exactly. So yeah. in the winter, you really don't have to worry about that. So if you're looking at putting uh, heated grips on, I don't think it's an issue at all. Not because at all. Because your you're not cooling really, fan will, your never, cooling come fan will never come on. Right. But... In the summer, with your riding lights, right. uh, there might be an issue. And winter and electrons move better than summer electrons. So, um, and what we're when we say that, what we're saying is batteries perform better in cooler temperatures than they do in hot temperatures. Right. So, but, if they, you have, have, but they have reduced uh, yeah. the batteries actually have reduced the capacity. Exactly. So it's a really weird thing that we when we work on bikes we have to tell people it's like 
I know you think your battery's working harder in the in the winter, but it is working harder because your oil's heavier and thicker in the winter. Your oil gets stagnant well, just like start, we do. But it's reduced right. capacity. Exactly. So I mean, yep. you, so you're actually working with less. You're working with less, exactly. Okay, but I don't so think, I don't think he's got an issue. I mean, really. I mean, the headlight, no. I mean, he might want to, if he wants to put an LED headlight in and a taillight. All the kids are doing it. Buy all the LED shit you can buy. Support China. Get as much LED I'm in your not, bike I'm as you can. I'm not so sure that LED is actually any better than... Most uh, of them have built-in resistors, which causes them to be just as inefficient as the incandescents do. Right. So sometimes to make a bulb work correctly, the manufacturer back in, you know, the great candy mountain of Ho Chi Minh, I'm sorry... Guangzhen or Shenzhou or whatever, they'll put resistors in to make the lights work better. And so when we test these things, a 5-watt bulb that you're like, oh, this 5-watt LED is a savings over the 18-watt it's replacing, it turns out it's drawing about 11.5 or 12 watts. So, yeah. But the um, heat, see, what I see, because I've replaced a lot of um, uh, different kinds of bulbs like uh, sodium, Sodium bulbs right. and like uh, metal halides and all this other stuff with LEDs and yep. with fluorescence. Yeah, but and what I say is, um, the LEDs really don't live up to the hype because they don't last as long. Mm -hmm. They generate a ton of heat. So remarkably more heat, heat than you think. Yeah, yeah but, they, but to check this out. So it says like on a, on older BMWs. Uh, 55 watts on low beam and 165 watts on high beam with the old school lights. Now with LEDs. There's no way. There's no, no way 165 no. watts on No, high the old this headlights. This is from Clearwater, dude. They're wrong. So okay, honestly, they're, they're wrong. Right. The old headlights would be 55 watts on low beam in addition, and 55 watts or, or maybe. 55, 55. 55, 55. Or if you were funky and you're like a weird fetishy guy, like you get a ball gag kind of thing, <laughs> you might have a 55, 85. Okay. So you can buy, you can find like on the Russian market and shit, you can find these weirdo 5585 bulbs yeah. that would be 55 at low range and 85 on high range. But nobody, I mean, I've, I've been in the dark web and I've never seen anything over an 85 <laughs> well, they're watt. Saying, they're beam. saying yeah. that the, the LEDs yeah. for the headlights take it down to 25 and 40. That's true. So No, I'd like, I really, but they say that that's the rate of that. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I would really love to put an ammeter on that oh, sure. and see what it's really I mean, generating. We got one right over there. Because we can test anything. I know, we want. but I'm just saying yeah. it generates so much heat. They're hot as fuck. I mean, why do you need a heat sink this big on the back exactly. of an LED bulb right. if it's so efficient? We can bring one out for you when you guys look at Amazon because you're like, I want to put some fucking LEDs in my headlight, and you'll see like the lighting element is like this little castle-shaped thing with a bunch yep. of LED crystals on it. But then the back of this thing is like giant heatsink with a fan in it. With a fan. With a fan yep. or a giant like um, wick. It almost like, looks like a Tesla coil it does. thing on the back. And, yeah. Or there's a giant six-inch long wick on it that looks yeah. like you know a, you know, a used condom. And that's sitting there, and that's to dissipate heat too. And a lot of people don't yeah. realize that when you try to switch to LEDs, yeah. a lot of times your headlight bucket will not be sealed anymore, no. and you will get things. So, like, there's all kinds. If you go on thing, if you have a 3D printer, there's right. all these guys that put up yep. print files yep. to make a bigger thing to put. You know, to make an adapter. Yeah, but so you, you don't want to yeah. cover that. You don't want to cover that heat sink because right. then the LEDs won't last. Right. So but then at that, that point, you don't have a sealed putting, headlight. So it's, if you're know, putting, I know, so then a, why do you replace it? I mean, to if me, if you're putting a fan on your headlight. It's a hot headlight. Right. Okay. I mean, not for nothing. Right. But if you have a auxiliary fan-powered headlight, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. do right. they rate the uh, entire fixture 
at 14 watts? No, the bulb is 14 watts, but the fan is 21 watts. Well, that's what we I'm saying. It. So our yeah. so so is the net uh, wattage no, it's the same? Nothing. I yeah. mean, it's or nothing. You, what's the net savings? Right. On it's that? almost nothing. When I tested the ones we had here, the bulb, the the light, the illumination part of it was 14 or 15 watts. And then when the fa the fan was pulling 21 to 26 watts. So end of the day, you're spending almost 40 watts, 50 watts. So you might as well just put in a, a better... And it wasn't working. Headlight. And this is the problem is remember that your your headlights are all using the, reflect, the parabolic reflector that your factory engineered. So when the factory engineered your parabolic reflector for your halogen type light that went in it, it was designed to work with the halogen type like a, a, a module, right? Yeah, and the way Thank that you. that halogen exactly. displays the yes. light. So and if you have like, because most of them have a, a tube. Yes, they have some on the sides. A and chip they have some on board. It's a cob for people who are. And, it, yeah. and the, yeah. the the uh, the spread it's totally terrible. changes when it's you have an LED. It's garbage. And I've hated. I mean, that's my my. You either get two things. Like, you get this bright blue light that blinds your ass when the guy with the Audi comes up. You know, comes over the hill, yeah. or you end up with this useless light that doesn't fill in the corners at all. And because remember, unless your motorcycle was engineered to have LEDs, like our zeros and stuff like that, which were engineered to have LEDs, that's no problem. But if you take my Versus over there with its with its uh, multi-segmented parab uh, parabola reflectors, and you replace the incandescent halogen bulbs that were in there with an LED, the light is not going where it should be going because the source of it is not the same. And the direction of the light Thank is you. not, it's not the, the same. The so you so end I up with these weird lines on the Xenon, yeah. I say if you want to enhance your lighting, right. go with the same wattage yeah. like a Xenon light. Yeah, because, a, no, because yeah. it's a Change whiter... The temperature. Yeah, the yeah. whiter light. I mean, yeah. the blue stuff, those, that pisses me off. Stick with People the bulbs. People use like blue yeah. lights. Oh, it's terrible. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Why don't you use the Xenon stuff that's like bright white yeah. that actually... Works when with it your hits human something eyes. and it works right. with, I mean, right. yeah, exactly. Right. It works with your human yeah, eye to exactly. see things. No, you mentioned the verses. Yes. You were supposed to tell us a story. About I will tell you a story about the verses. Well, I'm going to finish Jerry's letter because Jerry's okay. letter is great. So Jerry says, I have a question. My NC700X. Hey. Hey. I've owned one. You've owned one. All right. You've exactly. One. Everybody yep. at this table, well, two of the people at this table have had NC700Xs. Two of the people at this table like them. I, I think they're garbage. The seat sucks. Anyway. The seat, why? Well, you have to fix it. Yeah, once you fix it, it's cool. <laughs> in case you were wondering this motorcycle podcast has a certain amount of experience with the honda nc700x motor a little bit so i have a question my nc700x has an airbox drain tube mm -hmm. a lot of harley friends are installing vented oil dipsticks or drains from the breathers to get oil blowback is that the same thing i think it is but most of them think it's just a harley thing okay i'm gonna help you out jerry mm -hmm. for the record any motorcycle engine that has a crankcase, in the crankcase, you're going to get pressure, right? So you're, you're firing this internal combustion motor and things, things are moving around. And you're going to have a situation where the atmospheric pressure inside the crankcase is a little higher than the atmospheric pressure outside in the world. And the, in the old days, what we would do is we would have an, a hose that came off the top of the engine case mm -hmm. that went out to the atmosphere. And uh, oil vapor would go out, and owls would fall out of the tree, and Canada gooses would get <coughs> cough and get verklempt. And generally speaking, it was bad for the environment. So what they had to do was they had to figure out a way to mitigate that because they had to make people happy again. 
Because again, every time an owl fell out of the tree, <laughs> right, that meant another Prius on the road. So, and that wasn't going to do. So, what they did was they figured out if they ran a hose from the top of the uh, crankcase into the airbox through a check valve. So what would happen is the overpressurization in the crankcase would shoot the uh, the bad air, the evil air, the evil air that contained the old dinosaur particles and the hydrocarbons up into the airbox, and then the airbox would suck it in through what? The air injection system, or the, what we used to in the old days, you would call a carburetor, mm-hmm. and the new days we call a fuel injector. Right. And that would suck it in, and it would put it into the internal combustion engine again. And it would a spark would light, and it would burn it at a, at a ninety three thousand degrees centigrade, <laughs> and it would take all those dinosaur particles and then neutralize them through a catastrophic internal uh, combustion, and then it would go out the tailpipe and we'd plant flowers. It was and, cool. And I can tell you right now right. that your NC seven hundred X and Honda, yep, has put that system in for you. You got it. Unlike Harley, unlike you Harley, cannot figure it out. Right. So <laughs> your your NC seven hundred X is absolutely fine. In fact, yeah. I'm going to make you a wager that if you live anywhere that humans have lived for the past two hundred years, <laughs> the air coming out of your tailpipe and your NC seven hundred X is cleaner than the air going into it. Yeah. That's my wager. You're welcome to back it up with scientific research, but I'm going to use my hypothesis and drink this bourbon. Yeah. So we're back to that. So your airbox has a blow-by collection area that's built into it. It has a drain tube, and Which I will call you your should service it, and, and you drain the liquid out of if it. If there is a plug in your drain tube, mm-hmm. you will occasionally want to take that plug out and see what comes out. Yeah, spooge. If you don't, your airbox, and I have seen this happen with many customers' bikes, yeah. if you forget to take that plug out every once in a while, your airbox will fill up with blow-by oil, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, and your bike will run weird. Uh, it'll usually like stall milky, at red lights. It's like a beige, milky. Yeah, and you'll goo. end up with oil that looks like a milkshake. Yeah. Well, that's right. what all the, all the clone guys that yeah. get the Groms and the, the Grom clones mm-hmm. and stuff, a lot of them have catch cans, little guys, but they just—they're just a clear tube and they pinch it. Yeah, You're right. Right. Yeah. These guys know know what to do. They cut the bottom off, and so then they're oh. like, "There's oil all over my bike, and I don't everywhere. know where it's coming from." And I'm getting too much air in my airbox. Yeah. Right. Okay. And fair that's, enough. That's where so it that's came what that from. is. Yeah. That's uh. So Patreon, you've been supported. And you um, don't have to yeah. worry about that. Yeah, no we got you. We got you covered, man. Right. Uh. So one of these dudes wants a Corbin seat. Uh. This dude is straight up. He's not happy. Uh, he's not at all happy for his Vespa. He's got a Vespa Sprint S150. That's the trapezoid headlight, kick-ass 2020, you know, whatever. He says, the stock seat was really bad for me. I have an abnormally large ass. <laughs> Join the club. And not in a good Cardi B way. More of a double whopper side of onion rings kind of way. It's obviously made for a small Italian couple, guy, girl, girl, guy, 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 whatever combined weight of 300 pounds. But I personally weigh 300. A, you know what? He needs a day long seat. Hold on. We're yeah. going to get to that. I personally weigh 300 pounds, and the seat did not work for me. I, er, I ordered the single sports seat. From Cleveland Moto, and it's better, but it's still not right for my figure. Do you have a suggestion for a seat or a seat company that can custom fit me better with one of the pans I already have available? I ride every day, 30 miles round trip when it's nice, and just want to enjoy the ride without my lower extremities falling asleep during. Thanks for the input. So, with you're talking about a Vespa, right? So, you're talking about a Vespa saddle. It's a plastic seat pan. It's, it's cool. You know, it's great. But the trick is... You're going to think the answer is to add more foam. Mm-mm. No, it's not. The trick is fitting it. So the greatest, most comfortable seat in the world came on a Ford tractor. 
It was a piece of metal that had holes in it you could drop a golf ball through. Mm -hmm. And if you sat on one of these Ford tractor saddles. Mm -hmm. I have one. All right. You could sit on one of these things for 18 hours in a row and still live to father a family of 18. (laughs) Right? It was cool. It worked great. And it was made of metal. Mm -hmm. And it had no padding in it whatsoever. Like, it never came with a catcher's mitt stapled to it or anything. It was just, it was metal. But it was made for an ass. But it was made for an ass. Yeah. And the seat Shaped th- like an ass. Exactly. Yeah. As opposed to me, which is shaped like an ass. But when we look at a scooter seat, it's not shaped like an ass. So if no, you it's talk... It's shaped like a candy bar. It's shaped like a candy bar, exactly. Or it's shaped like something sporty. But it's not shaped like this guy's double whopper with a side of onion rings. Ass, right? Not in a Cardi B kind of way. So, <laughs> anyway, right? So, him and his wide ass posterior are going to need to get something better. So, what I would recommend is I recommend calling Mike Corbin. Mike Corbin does seats for Sprints and Primaveras that are shaped like American Wisconsin cheese eating asses. Right. And so, you can get a seat, and I have one sitting over there that's like proper, like a straight up, like. A straight up, it'll make anybody in Milwaukee proud right. kind of but seat. Every seat that's ever been like yeah. super comfortable, and like if you really want to find out what a good seat is, just look up the Iron Butt guys, yeah. and see what they're running, right? Because these yeah. dudes do a thousand miles, right? And as Steve said, most of them will be Russell Daylongs, right? Russell Day and Sergeant if too. They would yeah. make one. Right. I don't know if they make one for that bike. No, they don't. Well, they, right. It would be a shame because they have Honestly, wings. If you that send come out that are they're awesome. They're I ugly do. as fuck until you sit on one, and then oh, you're like, no, oh, yeah. I have one on my BMW. I had one on I my would... BMW too, and again, it looks like it looks, looks like, like a bag shit. of smashed assholes. Yeah. but <laughs> it, it it looks like hell. But it when does. you sit on it, you're yeah. like. Oh. oh my God! I'm and in heaven. The funny heaven. thing is, the funny thing yeah. is, is everybody always freaks out, right? Like about oh, why, why does it have wings like a maxi well, no, pad? But they're like, yeah. oh my God, look how bad it looks. Right. But when you're on the bike, do you see it? No. You're no, on it. It's like a vampire. Like a vampire looks in a mirror, can't see himself. Right. So a vampire doesn't know if he's got acne or bad hair or anything else. He's a fucking vampire. <laughs> and I have motorcycles that you can only ride if you're a vampire because these bikes are ugly. Right. But straight up legit, like a Russell Daylong saddle. When you're sitting on it, first of all, your feet never touch the ground because the son of a bitch is six inches tall. Right. So if you're a short fella, you can't have a Russell Daylong. <laughs> but I, I've got, I've bought, I bought in my life, I bought ten or fifteen BMWs mm-hmm. where the receipt from the Russell Daylong saddle was like thirty percent of the purchase price of the motorcycle. Oh, easy, yeah, yeah, and. A pride item, like the the receipt was laminated. And if you want yeah. one, you can't be like, I think I want one this week. No. You have to plan a year ahead no, of no, time. You, or like you, six you do. Months you have to get a permission yeah. slip from your uh, chiropractor and everything else. <laughs> you, you basically, a Russell Daylong saddle is one of those items where, when you see it on a bike, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, God. Why would they recommend that? Oh, that's got to be East German. <laughs> like you'll only see that on a Niepner or some shit. <laughs> but then when you actually sit on it. You're like, oh baby, where you been all my life? Right. And Mine's leather too. Mine's I know mine is too. Real leather. Mine is. I made love of- my Russell Daylong. I don't care what you could call it the ugliest thing in the world, but you know what? Make an ugly woman your yep. wife. You'll be happy for the rest of as your life. As long as she can cook, man. <laughs> and that Russell Daylong, it, it has. Song, there is. There is legit. There are wings that come out of the side of a Russell Daylong saddle that look. You don't like, even know why they're there. They're like weird. Extra jowls <laughs> that come out, but they hold anything. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing about a Russell is like you could have a heart attack on a Russell, you could have a stroke, right? And make it another state, right? You can't <laughs> fall out of that fucking seat, man. Like, legit, 
That son of a bitch is going to hold on forever. See, now I was going to sell my 1150. <laughs> yeah. Now I want to keep it. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm sorry. Your bike has an ABS controller on it. I know. That's just, that scares <laughs> me. Look, if you have a motor, if you have a BMW with an ABS controller, you have a grenade in your left hand and you can't find the pin. But I have a Ural, so yeah. I have a grenade underneath no. my balls. No, if you have a <laughs> if, if, the alternator. If you have a BMW with a number higher than eleven hundred or eleven hundred or higher, so if you own a BMW with a number eleven hundred or higher, in your left hand you are currently holding a grenade. Right. In the right hand you used to be holding a pin, but it's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and now you have a situation. <laughs> Right? Red pill or blue pill kind Throw of thing. It. You're legit. Like right now, my recommendation to you is to buy the BMW ABS diverter. Right? There is a thing you can buy that will make your ABS controller go away. But if you don't control, if you don't change your brake fluid in these old BMWs daily, you're probably not going to be able to make your ABS system survive. But you know what? I'll tell you one thing. Yeah. You're right. You have to change the fluid. Yeah. But it might be the best brake system I've ever had on a bike. Until it's not. Until it's not. <laughs> but no, no. But what, when it's when you're using it, yeah. it saved my fucking bacon. Of course it has. I mean, I, Me too. I slammed on that Absolutely. thing and I missed a deer by like six inches. Right. And that thing works so perfectly. Yeah. But every time I'm like at a light, like yeah. waiting like on a hill, yeah. and the thing's going, I'm thinking, is this going to like let go on me? And am I going to cost me $2,000? The the power brake system on, so BMWs that are fixed, equipped with a a power boosted brake system. The servo driven. The servo driven brake system. So it's nice, but it's. And it's not just BMWs. There are certain Aprilias that came that way too. And if you own one, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do for you. But, you know, just sell it to an Italian fetishist of some sort. But you'll, you'll do it okay. You'll get like 500 bucks for it. And, but anywho, like, and also just the regular ABS system. So then the non-power uh, boosted brake system on BMWs is equally dangerous. So it's like when you buy one of these bikes, if the bike has an ABS light on it, the only solution to fix that is to find a guy who's weirder than you are who will take $3,000 to try to fix it. He'll fail. And then at least you've spent $3,000 and got to meet some guy and have coffee with him for six months. But... The well, real the real issue is you just accept the fact that you don't have ABS anymore. Right. You're going to have a warning light on the dashboard and that at any moment your brakes will energize and not de-energize. Right. Now, for anybody who's never had that happen to them, I'm going to explain what oh, it's that like. sucks. When it happens, if you'd like to imagine eating your underwear <laughs> through your asshole. <laughs> so take your underwear and eat them. As fast as you can, but only use your butt to do it. (laughs) If you've never done this before, you should try it. And if you haven't done that, get a BMW R1100 RTP. You can get them cheap. They're like $2,500. Police departments used to own them. They got like 68,000 miles on them. You can buy them cheap as chips. But then the one time you're going to get in like a, somewhat of a panic stop, like a kid's going to run out in front of you or you're going to see a discount sale at the, you know, the auto parts place or whatever, and you're going to grab a handful of stoppy. And when you do that, the brakes are going to energize, but then you're going to let go and they're not going to let go. In which case, if you're not already leaving the motorcycle at a rapid status, you're probably going to be picking it up off the ground. 
<laughs> and at which point you will have learned what happens to an ABS system on a BMW when it ceases to be your friend and starts to be your enemy. <laughs> Plus, it's a dual circuit system, and when you try to change the fluid, it's like it's got one circuit for the brakes and one circuit for the the activation. They will it. turn on you like a stripper when you've run out of money. And the There's reservoir nothing is the more size vicious. Of a, the reservoir is the size of like one cubic centimeter. Okay, the reservoir on those <laughs> holds just enough fluid to get contaminated. I could shoot a load bigger than that. Oh my god, yes, absolutely. <laughs> but this thing about like, oh, I found a really. If anybody ever tells you, look, if anybody ever says, dude, I got this really cool. Oil head BMW. Demonetized. For three head demonetized. <laughs> if anybody ever says, like, dude, I got this great deal on this BMW oil head, whatever, get them to do what's called a TOD, transferable on death. And basically. <laughs> and it's only got the ABS light on. Exactly. Everything's great about it's the bike, meant, except it's got but an it's ABS, got the light, ABS on. light on. What I'm going to recommend is befriend that guy's wife. <laughs> all right? Because you're going to have all of his shit in about six weeks. <laughs> If you don't think I'm right, if you think like if you're if you're a propeller head and you're one of these assholes that you know bleeds BMW, like you know if you think everything great came out of Bavaria, go out, prove me wrong. Go out and buy a forty-five thousand mile, fifteen-year-old BMW for thirty-five hundred dollars or whatever the fuck it is. I've had nineteen of them. Your days are numbered. You're literally counting backwards from. The day that you die to the day that you buy that bike. Because when the shit goes, you've had it happen. I know I've had it happen. There's two things that are going to happen. One is you're going to be like, this bike's great. Check it out. I got a big old boxer My twin. My shaft just shredded. Okay, or I'm going to give this thing the beans, and you watch your oil sight glass pass you in the high-speed lane. <laughs> And your foot gets wet. And you're you're like, why is somebody pissing on my foot? Why is my left foot so warm? Why is my left foot so warm? And why did my foot just slide off this peg? Oh, wait, that's all of my oh, oil. And all my bearings, too. Yes. And all my, and all my, and all my crank bearings. So there's like, there's like legit, okay, there's like legit five ways a BMW oil head can fuck you Ask in the Liza. Ask Liza. <laughs> I love you, Liza. I have spread three quarts oh, of synthetic Bell Ray down Lake Road <laughs> on one spirited. I'm five minutes late to work. They fixed, I'm five they minutes fixed late the to work. they yeah. fixed the pie hole error in the 1150s though. Yes. So you're not going to spew your oil through the sight glass in 1150. Yes. Okay, but, but in the 1100, power you're will still fuck you. Right. So in 1150, the oil sight glass won't have sudden decompression. <laughs> But in the 1150, the brakes will kill you, right? Legit. That's why I want to trade all this shit in but for in, an AK-550. Okay, but in the 1200s, in the 1200s and the 1250s, the CAN bus system. Right. So just before it catches on fire, it will delete all your funds and turn it into Bitcoin and Dogecoin <laughs> for some Saudi Arabian prince. And if you have yeah. like one quarter of a milliliter more fluid in your rear end yeah, that's true too you it'll blow the check it because you can't check they it. Yep. changed it so that you have to take the tire off to check it right for that's the true. first 10 years of yep. the freaking that's 1200s true. also true you blow your seals out of your rear end and then you're fucked too also true i love if you the change germans. one bulb love, in the bike wait, sorry sid germans I love the Germans. What do you have that? What do you got that revolver for? The Germans. <laughs> uh, I 
fucking like my customers come in all the time and they're like, I have all of the warning lights on my bike. And I'm like, did you change the taillight? And they're like, I did. I put an LED in. I was like, you can't do that. No. It's a BMW, dude. It called. You it. can only put a Bosch taillight in a BMW. It'll send a mean email. Oh, the black helicopter will show up. <laughs> Klaus and Hans are going to rappel down out of a black helicopter and they're going to be like, what have you done to our motorcycle? <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, talk. you're going to be getting unwanted dental work from some shaman, and he's going to be asking you, "Is it safe?" <laughs> I'm sorry, too many, too many obscure movie. All right, what happened to the verses? Oh, that one? Yeah. Oh, so we've done one test ride this year. <laughs> Fuck test rides. So, yeah, we had a guy come out and test ride our verses. It, um, lo- it looks like it went well. It did. <laughs> um, no, no, the left side of the bike is wrong. So the left side of the bike is down at the intersection of Lorraine and 237. Uh, that's where you'll find the turn signals and most right. of the left side of the bike. It's amazing. The guy had really good upper body strength because he grabbed the right handlebar and, like, Put it in his mouth just before the point of impact. <laughs> so just before the bike hit the ground, he was like, fuck you. You're not going to crash. I'm going to will you back up. Right. No, no, no. The I, bike crashed. I like how he dented plastic. Oh, yeah. I'd never I seen that before. How you I didn't that. even know you could dent plastic. <laughs> I didn't know either. Dude, dented the shit. That bike had 1,300 miles on it. Yeah. As close as you can get to a perfect 2015 Versys. Yeah. And, well, no. Yep. So uh, so here's the here's the tip. What's the rub? If you want to take a test ride at my shop, fuck you very much. You're going to be going through Twisted Throttle, Twisted Roads. We'll be doing a one-day rental contract for you. Right. So this way, at least if... I'm sorry. At least if you fuck my bike up, Austin's insurance can pay for the shit you broke. Right. Right? Um, Twisted Road, if you want to rent a motorcycle anywhere in America, go to Twisted Road. And if you look at our shop, all of our inventory is on Twisted Road. And next time you think about taking a test ride... You can take a one-day rental of any motorcycle I have, mm-hmm. and if you buy the bike, I'll pay for your rental. Cool. How's that? That's that fair. fair. That's very that seems fair. fair. Yeah. And if you're not, if your balls aren't big enough to pay for a one-day rental, you just want to ride my shit to see if you can go out and break it. Fuck you, man. Right. I didn't like you to begin with. <laughs> so, so now that bike is super duper crashed, and that was our first test ride of the year. Yeah. Oh man, come on. How are you gonna treat me? Like that's not, not even cool. No. No. And then, like, we get the phone calls from lawyers and insurance companies and shit like that. More importantly, how far did the guy get before he crashed? Three-tenths of a mile. (laughs) Exactly three turns. He made a right out of my parking lot. He made a right on my side street right here. I mean, you could fall over and hit that shit. Right. Rode down, went past the cemetery, made a right on Rocky River. These are all rights. Now, these are the same roads where we take scooters with one-inch suspension yeah, yeah, yeah. And mediocre brake. We always ride them, no problems at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is a full-blown good bike with good brakes and good tires and good wheels and it's good It's a Versys. Yeah. I mean, honestly, Versys is Japanese for unfuckwithable. Right. Right? So, like, this dude crashed it. What he said was the light went yellow, and he got excited. Because he told me when he left, I was like, dude, you gave me a deposit. It's your bike. Go ride it. Go fuck off into the woods. I don't care. Disappear for an hour or two. It's got a full tank of gas. Right. You, Chris has been my... I have never been stingy on a test ride, Mm-mm. right? Go have fun. Chris went and found friends and came back after we closed. <laughs> Am I lying? Well, you're exaggerating. <laughs> <laughs> I believe James had to stay late one night because Chris went out and t- test ride. 
No, no, that that was a customer test ride. Oh, it was? Okay. I was on my own fucking bike, and I was going home. <laughs> oh, okay, that was... <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's right, that was a customer ride, yeah. Yeah, he came down from Michigan. That's right, he came from Michigan and was like, I'm not going to give it back. <laughs> Those guys don't need to go home. Nah. Right. If I keep it and I come back and the door's locked, I can go take it forever, right? right. I'm surprised well, James still remembers that. No, I, I just remembered it. I, I filed that because I thought it'd be funny. But anyway, this dude tried to make a left on, uh, you know, down here at the corner. Right. And he was like, oh, the yellow light happened and I freaked out. That's so he decided to turn his bike into a fucking parking ornament, I guess. Mm-hmm. And when I get scared, the first thing I do is try to crash a bike. Right. And uh, so that's what he did. So he got scared and crashed a motorcycle. He dropped it right there in Rock. Oh, right there, right in the corner. And then he came back and like you know, it's got a it's got a regular handlebar on the one side and it's got an ape hanger on the other. Right. So it's cool. Um, it's a bit well. I call it asymmetrical. It's got a custom brake lever. It does have a custom brake lever. Right, right. Okay. Look, if we tried to bend that brake lever back, that shit would snap in off. A second. I like it has it has the part that's supposed to snap yes. or you can break. No, it's it, still it, there. It's still there. Right. But the whole thing is seed out. But if we tried to make it back into a regular lever, Never it happened. would disappear instantly. It would vaporize. Yep. But the fact is that man pushed that motorcycle into the ground and made a banana. He <laughs> did. And we couldn't do that if we tried. No. No. Not without like 800 degrees of heat. It right. still wouldn't make a banana. But he made a banana. Yeah, yeah, so he came back, and he's all like, you know, his one shoulder's real low and stuff. And he's like, well, you know, I crashed it on the test ride. And I hung back here. I, I was hiding because I didn't want to come out and entertain him. I figured we'd let him admit to his fault in front of Renee and James get properly shamed. And then I would come out and just be like, okay, well, what else do you want me to do to it? Because I'm clearly going to fix it. And uh, so that was it. But, again, don't test ride anything you're not willing to pay for. Right. That's the moral of this story. So test ride one, crash one. <laughs> good fear so far buy no, one buy one no but it's like look i love selling motorcycles you guys know that shit like yeah. i love taking a human being who wants to embark on an adventure and putting them on the vehicle for their adventure and going out in the parking lot and spending quality what they call the phil waters experience right and doing that and doing wheelies and stoppies and then handing them the keys and being like you go do you now mm-hmm. you've seen what i can do now you see the potential of the bike embark on your own adventure right. right embark on your own adventure and then i do that and then they go out and murder puppies and shit like that ain't cool i mean how do you twist up a bike like that at zero miles an right. hour I mean, I don't well okay it. now for the record we do zeros here and a motherfucker can screw a zero into the earth <laughs> in the parking space because nobody's like oh wait torque is supposed to have noise right so dudes all the time out in the parking lot are like, cool, zero demo day. And they'll come back and they'll be like high-fiving each other and shit and very frat boy. And next thing you know, it's like, Greek. And next thing you know, you're like, oh my fucking God, there's a pair of handlebars coming out of the asphalt. <laughs> How did you do that? And then it's like, you know, Satan is like, that motorcycle is mine. And you'll never see it again. zero demo days is the same guy comes four or five, six years Also true. Yep, that's true. And he never buys anything. No. He's like, and then every year they come up to you and they're like, oh, I'm going to buy one. No, and dude so, like, no. dude shows up in a zero hat and a zero t-shirt. And I'm like, no. <laughs> no, you I'm not going to give you zero one, pants. <laughs> no. If you're going to go in, right. go all in. Exactly. Buy the fucking bike. Don't Steve, be a douche. Steve doesn't work for us or zero. And Steve has showed up at every right. zero demo event because Steve's bike has hojillion miles on it. And I rode your bike today, by the way. And that bike is properly broken in. It doesn't make a single noise. Isn't it? That bike is silent. There's never been a quieter bike in the world. No, that bike is 
absolutely no. silent. You grip it and rip it on that bike, and it only makes one noise. Dork! And that's all it does. <laughs> is it just almost goes, as quiet as that one we rode last week. Oh, yeah. the scooter. That one is yeah. quieter. Because it has no drivetrain. Yeah. Because it legitimately turns fossil fuel. I'm sorry. It turns coal into thrust. Unless you're from other parts of the world. Or you're from right. Oberlin, and it turns tears into to Fears. electrons. Oh, wait. <laughs> if you're from Isle of Man, it turns old beer glasses into fun. Because on the Isle of Man, they burn all their trash and make electricity out of it. Ah, ah, very nice. cool. Yeah, right on. So a uh, little something-something for you. And then, uh, da, 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 da. so we talked about that. And then uh, Michael Woods. I love this misconnections. You ever play that game when you're looking at the Craigslist oh, or yeah, the, yeah. the singles column? Oh, yeah. And you're like, misconnections? Oh, yeah. I was on the subway with the uh, AK-47, and you were in front of me with the beehive haircut, <laughs> right? And uh, I saw you. Asian with a bad I, case of gas, I, and I was the <laughs> guy in the hockey mask. That's right. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. That's a I weird saw you drop your, I saw your dream. I saw yeah, you drop your dilator, and I knew that you were all mine. So player. anyway, um, so this is Michael Woods, and for the record, Michael Woods has accidentally sent several messages to us <laughs> via the Misfits. <laughs> so he keeps oh, nice. wanting to talk to Cleveland Moto, but he keeps sending messages to the Misfits, and Liza keeps forwarding them to us. So Michael Woods says, realize, hey, Phil, realize I keep emailing the misfits by mistake. Summary, if latest pods all very good, very intertwined and informative as usual, looking forward to the bike build. Uh Weather here in Ireland is cool, dry and sunny. Perfect bike weather. Northwest 200. And that's, of course, the big race that we love so much. The Northwest 200 2021 just announced it's canceled. But this, of course, was expected once the Isle of Man TT was canceled. That they usually do go hand in hand. Decided to buy a new bike and cannot wait for us to get a zero dealer here. No shit, you're not. Look, zero is kind of an America thing right now. And if you're in Australia or you're in uh, you know, the continent, if you're in anywhere in Europe and somebody in Germany, they sell a lot of them. Remember, you're buying an American product mm-hmm. that is being... The Germans. The Germans. <laughs> you remember you're buying an American product that is being altered for European consumption yeah. and anybody who's ever taken a cord and cut it and put in a u.s adapter on the end of it will know it doesn't work exactly the same yeah, they have to cut off those huge like <laughs> giant cords lights. exactly no those lights that are like on the american bike yeah that are so ridiculous. keep in mind i do understand at the moment you guys have energica or energica those are made in europe those are made in italy and they right. are incredibly sexy um and they're extremely powerful we have zero in this country and Livewire. But we have anyway. Connors. So he decided have- to buy a new bike. Can't wait for a zero. He it's a toss-up between a Fireblade SP and a BMW S one thousand RR Sport M Sport, leaning towards the BMW, and I use the bike every day. Never driven a car, etc. Wow. Oh shit. Welcome to Ireland, right? That's cool. Thanks for keeping us sane in the lockdown. And if I'm ever in the neighborhood, I will call in and ask if I can try uh uh Asking if I can try, I'm done helmets. I'm interested in buying online. Anyway, whatever Why don't you that come means. Come over to America, 
Come to the compound right. and ride SSRs. And fall down and get drunk. Yeah. Shoot yeah. guns Shoot and guns. drink beer. Yeah, exactly. come on. Like a real American. Get a plane ticket. It's probably like yeah. 12 bucks now to Cleveland. <laughs> it is. That's true. <laughs> you, can, you can fly over and just and be Steve, like. And Steve promises to put you up in four-star accommodations in a, in a shipping right. container with no heat. <laughs> Or yeah. water, and, and all the, and, 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 and I'll make you barbecued brisket, and uh, I saw all the food you can eat. He can hang this, out at a ship plant right down the there street. There was like right. a forty-two brilliant. foot long, fifth wheel double axle camper right outside of the ship plant. Yeah, I don't know what that was doing there. That's his neighbor's property. That's oh, his neighbor's property. Okay, all mm-hmm. right, fair enough. I mean, legitimately, they've got a beautiful view of your recycling bits, pats, vats, or whatever the fuck that is. I don't know why you would ever put a camper right there. I think that's his well, office. Yeah, they bought my other house. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I guess. He's I think put that's it in the office. back of the other property. All, All right. right. Fair enough. So, yeah. So, that's that. Um, so, All Rand. So, the, the important <laughs> things to remember is, one... It is still March, and there's still plenty of salt on the road, as we know, because our friends keep crashing. Right. So don't ride fast and take chances just yet. Unless you're off-road. Off-road's fine. Right, exactly. But let there be a few more rains. If you live somewhere like Denver, which just got a metric shit ton of snow or whatever. Where my daughter lives. Right. Let let there be some rain happen to to wash the silly salt off the roads, etc., uh, before you do anything crazy. Uh, just remember, we got a long summer in front of us. Don't get broken right now because you'll be in rehab for all of it. Yep. Um, wear your gloves because when you're in traction, you might want to do things with your hands. Uh, look, up the, <laughs> look up the monitor right now. Honda CR750 Gary Nixon Tribute Cafe Racer. So this is a bike I've wanted for a very long time. It's a single overhead cam uh, racing motorcycle. Uh, 750cc Honda based and I think this thing is just delightful I, I don't have a problem with this except for the fact that I'm bringing a trailer I was in the I was right there in it man I was going to win this bike I was going to go to California and pick it up and make it a really great adventure about it it's in Orange County there's palm trees behind it and all kinds of good shit um, anywho uh, Tarazzi rear sets all the good shit in this bike it's a really good bike but I had to get out of the way because it, it sold for $9,600. Wow. And that was a little more than I was willing to spend on a completely non-street legal piece of... And it looks comfortable. Oh, I'd <laughs> fuck that monkey all day long, man. Yeah, go ahead. Speaking of fucking monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> Jane Goodall takes issue with your next statement. Johnny Mac today. Yes. And Your I co-worker. had a very long, yeah, my coworker. Yes, had a very long conversation about supposedly they're bringing out a new Trans Alp. Yeah, they are. Is they it are. true? Hold yeah, on. They trademarked now, the name. They retrademarked um, the name. We do have a problem with this. Steve we, would like to chime in as as a Trans Alp owner, um, and myself as a Malter. Yes, as a as a Trans Alpian, right? Uh, I identify as a Trans Alpian. <laughs> The uh, <laughs> what I would like to tell you about the Transalpian is what motor is supposed to be in a Transalp, Steve? V twin. Thank you. But see, what this is the discussion that Johnny Mac and I had today, right? And I said that they're not going to use a V twin; they're going to use a parallel twin, uh-huh. and they're going to use a, a a reduced version of the Africa twin motor or. Some iteration of the NC seven fifty X. I'm glad they have motor. to because they have to compete with the Yamaha T seven, the seven ninety KTM, and all the rest. But of I mean, them. I'd rather see a reduced version of the Africa Twin motor because yeah, it's it's so, so good. So, for interest of our podcast <clears throat> listeners, 
You, yes, they chose the worst of those two things. Oh, they, with, with the NC motor? Yes. Oh, that's bullshit. Exactly. Well, so, it depends. Are they going to let it rev or are they going to keep it no, down? No, they can't let that motor. That motor can't rev. <laughs> I agree with Steve. Because it's a long stroke. Right. Well, there's no way they can, they can get it to rev. I'm going to say it this way. That motor is a diesel simulator. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's got to be in its own class. I mean, to me, yeah, yeah, they exactly. should keep it in the, the NC class. class. Yeah, but I'm right. just saying that the... Loves it, truck stop class. Right. <laughs> right. No, but I'm just saying... The I mean, fact I don't that that motorcycle that motor. doesn't have a 35-foot trailer <laughs> is a waste of that motor. Because there is nothing less <laughs> orgasmic than the NC700 motor. Oh. The NC700 motor should be rever- reserved for two things. <laughs> Men over 70... That lack melanin and gray. gray no, uh, like, I got it. I got it. So when you take when you take the blue pill and it won't go yeah, down after right, four hours, right. they send you an NC seven hundred X and you ride it exactly, <laughs> and your boner just goes right away. <laughs> they put gold rims on this thing to fool you into thinking it was a Yamaha, right? It's not. <laughs> no. It's not. It's not a Yamaha. I did check, and yes, it is true. Every this this, by the way, is an artist concept. This is uh, an eleven-year-old in China made this art. Uh, you can do that for yeah. like uh, Buckaroo or what they call it, Fiverr. You can just be like, "Hey, look, Fiverr. Here's five bucks. Tell me what the new Harley Davidson is going to look like." And a kid in North Korea will draw that for you. That's where that art came from, I'm sure. Um, and if you read the article, it tells you as much. This is an artist rendering right. of what it might look like. Yeah, the only kind. Con- but is the engine what it might be in it, or is I don't it, give a shit, it is, dude. It's all they did was they. Wait, but, the whole thing stemmed from the fact that all Honda did was re re trademark the name. Right. Well, my my exactly. argument is that okay, so the most logical engine they would use for that bike would be the NT seven hundred V. NC seven fifty. No. No, the NT seven hundred V. No, no, I agree. the Do- The Deauville motor, the Deauville but, but, motor. But I think the problem is because is that, that would be the correct lineage: a V twin to a V twin to a V twin, and that's literally completing the trifecta of right. Transalp to PC hundred to NC seven fifty V Deauville, the Deauville. Yeah, the Do- to but the, the Deauville Transalp. is the idea. I get and it. The fact is, it's the, the thing You're doesn't right. boost enough horsepower. Yeah. And it's inefficient. Right. So I think Honda has to look at... Yeah. So so my argument with John was... You're right, but they won't do that. No. But yeah. my argument with John was, I think they should go with a reduced-sized Africa twin motor. Yeah. Because they could probably get 75 horsepower out of sure. uh, a 750cc uh, parallel twin, 270-degree... Uh, like whatever's in the Africa Twin now, it puts out ninety-five horsepower. They could get seventy-five horsepower out of a seven hundred. You're very excited. Easily. Would you like me to ruin that? No, you can ruin it because I know it's not going to happen. I <laughs> said they're going to put this fifty horsepower piece of shit engine in it, <laughs> and, the and then it'll be so. It's so its lineage is now an NC an NC seven. It's going to be X. yet another boring parallel twin. So the rumor mill is claiming that the new bike will be powered by the NC750 parallel twin cylinder engine, meaning easygoing power and torque delivery, fantastic fuel economy, and a DCT version is on the cards. And there you go. You're never going to have sex ever again. Congratulations (laughs) on your Lorna Dune. You've walked up to the vending machine. You pressed... N13 when you should have pressed N13 and instead of ho-hos you got a goddamn Lorna Dune and we've all been there we all wanted ho-hos and we all got the Lorna Dune you have if, no money if left if you've ever worked a vending machine you'll know 
that those fucking buttons will fuck you and you think you're going to get something cool and you get a goddamn Lorna Dune. And nobody ever bought a vending machine Lorna Dune on purpose. They need to put a V6. They need to put a V-twin in that. And they need to redesign the yes. V-twin. Do you know what this bike needs to do? Wheelie. Do you know what a yeah. Transalp needs to do? Yeah, wheelie. Cocaine. <laughs> Because every Transalp did cocaine. Yeah. Every Transalp ever had a blow habit. Like we all know, if you've ever owned one, you know. You get on the bike and you're like, this is a, this is a Perry Dakar replica. And you're like, okay, let's see what it does. What it does is first and second gear wheelies yeah. and not pay child support. That's what that bike does. <laughs> what every NC700 has done is ordered shit through ARP. Yeah, and it goes right? to work every day it on time. It goes to work every and, yeah. day. It's reliable. It's a Gets good producer. It takes the bed on time. It takes care of groceries. The lineage was so close to the Africa Twin, though. That's why it, was, it shared like 70% of the parts with the Africa Twin. Yeah. So that's why I said that's why they should use the Africa Twin motor, a right. reduced size Africa Twin motor. Yeah. My only problem with the Africa Twin is I'm kind of a Sega Genesis guy. Like I can play a Sega Genesis because it has the right number of buttons. But when I get into a PlayStation or something more modern, there's way too many fucking yeah. buttons. See, and I forget PC, what they do. I'm a PC guy, so oh, that's I have totally like different. 113 buttons to play with. Exactly. So. And that's I, why I, you can have an Africa Twin. But for I, me, I, I need to have like maximum seven buttons because I have maximum 10 digits. <laughs> and if I got to take my pants off to press a button and engage traction control, <laughs> fuck you. And when I rode Liza's fucking Africa Twin. There shouldn't be an asterisk anywhere. Look, I on nearly a bike. killed somebody in Santa Cruz because I was looking at the buttons on the left hand side trying to figure out what the fucking star did. And a star, <laughs> turns out, doesn't give you a power up in this one. So the star could be whatever you want it to be. You know what? Her African twin might as well be a gold wing. Did you see the seat she got? It's red, white, and goddamn glitter blue. Like, she got a seat that is like from the Eagle, Evil Knievel Trust Fund of like, seriously, she has a red, white, and blue motorcycle with a red, white, and blue seat. It's matchy-matchy. It's like super matchy-matchy. It's like if you had a purple fucking chartreuse purple tuxedo and you went and built shoes to match it. And a single horn in front of my forehead. You're one step <laughs> away from Joker. Like So anyway, I, I, I don't know. We're, we've gone off on a tangent, which never happens on this podcast. No, um, never. But not for nothing. I, I do think like I'm a little angry because Transalp legit used to mean Transalp. It meant you were wearing the wrong clothes. <laughs> And you were doing a mountain of blow. Now it'll have to be the neuter gender. No, I like neutral gender. Well, exactly. I like about now it's the non-gender specific. Okay <laughs> with everything. It was <laughs> narrow. It's the non-offensive. But non it was also narrow. Of I course, mean, the bike yeah. was narrow. Yeah. And I like the the V twin. And it could lay on your leg and not burn your burn your thigh. No, it does that? But I don't care. I mean, look, a Transalp was a Transalp, and I'm okay with it. And and the legit old Transalp, which we've we've both owned them, and they're cool. And a Transalp is a Transalp, but this thing is an NC6. This is an NC7 motor in yet like a another. Whole, a little different bodywork. Dude, they've put this motor in scooters. They've put this motor in touring bikes. They've put this motor in adventure bikes. They've put this motor in street bikes. They've put this motor in hot dog carts. There's nothing this motor hasn't gone in. Every time Honda looks at this, you do Honda fits. It's a I was going to say, fit motor. Steve, I knew Steve was going to say I that know. shit. It's one half, it's the worst half of a Honda fit motor. They say that I that is a rumor. It's not 100% true. Bullshit. Okay. Okay, that's just like when somebody's like, okay, well, you know the Honda PC800 wasn't really designed by Lexus. 
And I'm like, no, fuck you. The Honda PC800 yeah. is half of a Honda Accord. It looks like a Lexus it's in the, the back. It's the left yeah. half of a Honda Accord. <laughs> they cut the middle out of a Honda Accord. Without That's what a PC800 is. But it's got a V-twin. Look, you can wheelie a V-twin. I'd rather have, you know what? I'd rather have a PC800 motor in there. Of course I would. Because the PC800 motor is the smoothest motor that ever was made. And it likes to wheelie. It does. It loves, I've wheelied the shit out of a PC800. Plus it's shaft drive. Every NC800 I get on and I'm like, I'm going to rev this thing out. Blech. And as soon as you get off idle, it's the sh- it's the rev limiter. Wait, idle is the rev limit. It's got a 19-speed transmission, but you can only use six of them. It literally the the That's rev limiter stick. the rev limiter is like oh it's awful. I thought the thing I thought the choke was on. That was the rev limiter. Oh, it's fucking awful to ride that bike. And you guys have both owned them. Oh yeah. Yeah, I get rid of I didn't mind mine because I, I don't ever rev my bike that much. Well, let me put it this way. if you want to Every ex- time you pull up the gas station <clears throat> and accidentally put diesel in, you'll know the marketing department fucked up. Well, well no, it runs on diesel. But here's exactly. the tip. Here's a big tip. If you're thinking about it, it is a good yeah. commuter bike. It's not exciting, but if you just ride to work in traffic, you got to get there. You've just described a Kimco. Right. But, but here's the other thing, though. <laughs> Never buy a new one. No. Oh, God, Because no. new ones are $7,900 or oh. whatever. Used no. ones are three to five hundred dollars. You can buy like, an unreleased yet, so not even taken out of the crate yet. Used one for half as much as a new one that's sitting on the floor. Right, right. And, and any of those bikes. And well, most you ask every Phil, if you ever see a seven fifty X, yeah, please buy it for me, and I'll buy it from you. Okay, you mean the scooter? No, no, uh, oh, the new NC seven fifty X, right? Yeah. The one that we're not getting here. No, they no, are. We have not They came out last year. They're mm-hmm. here. Yeah. No, they put it out in 2018. Does it still have the 5200 RPM red line? It's a horrible red line. They okay, went to right. six. I think they're at six. Now. Oh, 6,000. Yeah, yeah. So that's like Cummins turbo diesel. Right. But <laughs> this, just for oh, perspective, four years ago or whatever, yeah. I bought mine. It yeah. had 410 miles on it, and yeah. I paid $3,500. Exactly. Yep. So you paid the kind of money, money for that <laughs> that I just paid for a Yamaha R3. Right. Right. So right. I sold mine. And the day after I sold it, and I bought that Aprilia from this. Phil. Yeah. Right. I bought the guy the came and tried to sell the it back to you. He's like, I'll, I'll sell you back your bike for 1000 less. He tried <laughs> to like- unbuy it. The dude fucking tried to unbuy it. Do you know how many times I've tried to unchlamydia? I'm sorry. I'd like Why to would do anybody over. try to unbuy a bike? I mean, I've never that's what tried I don't to understand. unbuy a bike in my life. I was like, I'm sorry, I've made a horrible error. Please take the title back and give me my money. <laughs> this this that dude was like, ha ha. He woke up and noticed his dick was three inches shorter, yep. and he was like, oh my Fuck. God, what have I done? Oh, do I have the gods forsaken me? I bought an NC with a, with a, with a DCT. And but it turns not. out I've become less boring. I've but become it, less interesting. But yeah. it has a beak. Mm, it does have a schnabel. Yes. Yeah, it does technically <laughs> do have a schnabel. I like that. No. It's the same motor as the CTX, Yeah. which if you ever ride one of those, you can literally see your cool behind you. If you look in the rearview mirror, you can see your mojo just leeching off of you. You're riding a CTX and you're like, oh shit, what's happening? Oh, fuck. The bike only stops at dollar stores. It's awesome. So you, yeah. I don't know if you ever saw mine at its peak, but I was, I was like, I was so high on adventure bikes, yeah. even though it wasn't an adventure bike. Oh, it has three bike, and a half inches of travel. I put <laughs> every possible fucking... Th- I was like the biggest Farkle nerd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was embarrassing when I look back at it. Oh. It has a windshield that almost wrapped over the top and went to the back. <laughs> <It was> just- <laughs> 
It was covered in SWMO tech. The whole thing was covered in exotic. You couldn't drop it. it no, just you couldn't drop it. <laughs> there no, was shit exactly sticking it. out all over the place. No, it was but amazing. if it did fall over, it immediately dispatched a Starbucks relief wagon to come and get it. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. yeah, it was oh, good. It was good. Yeah. I don't know. I hate our podcast. We're, you know what? We're just unfair. Oh. All right, so fuck that. Ride fast and take chances. Press the red button. Which one? I know you had so many red buttons. Take chances. Take chances. Take chances.